This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor! Woohoo! Highlander and Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skins are going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga River, live from Cleveland, Ohio, USA, tonight, this is the Emperor's Court here on Verse the World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. This has been a big week, Highlander. Really big week. A lot of stuff going on since Halloween up until now. It's been seven days since Very we were true. back here again. Very true. I have stories to tell. You've got a big... Story? Story to tell, to tell. or axe to grind. Sure, or... something like that, yeah. You seem not as because I was saying right before we went well, out here, here that you seem kind of it's 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 been a week since it happened, so I've I've been able to mellow out from it. I don't I don't hold grudges for a very long time. But See, I, I hold grudges for lots longer. Yeah, I, I lots of time. I can't do that. I mean, I can get upset at stuff, but then I, I get over it. Otherwise, my stress level will just go up, and I'll I'll end up burning myself out by the time I'm forty five. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let us know how our uh, levels are here in the microphones. I am adjusting something here and there, so. Highlander, go ahead and talk for a minute. I want to go ahead and check yours. All right. Uh, mine, at least my levels seem to be higher than yours, but then mine always tend to be higher. That's because you project a lot more than I do. I tend to project more yes. than you. Yes. I don't very much. Okay. All right. Uh, before we get started, folks, here's the information that you need to know to get into the conversation. Uh, here it is. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net. Or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. Yeah, when it comes to the All sound right. levels, I'm actually kind of anal about that. It's got to be perfect. At least listen to too many shows where they're like constantly like this. Ah. Or they're like, you know, five feet away and you can't really hear them. Uh-huh. So it's, I like the happy medium. You know, the one that sounds somewhat semi-professional, even though we probably aren't. There you go. So, so what's, ha- what, what's happened with you, sir? We should probably help you go first. Well, cause... I've got a Halloween story I want to tell a little later. It involves police, involves kids, involves... You know, some of my criminal activity, it, a misunderstanding, and a whole big brouhaha. Well, it wouldn't be Halloween if there wasn't something like that going no, on. No, yeah, it would be pretty much... It, it would be every other Halloween. Part of the course for me. It would be Tuesday. So there's that. Um, as I found out before we went on the air, apparently we've been opposed for several months, at least in the same time slot. We aren't anymore. At least, not tonight. Really? We're still the future. 
So was, yeah, are you going to talk about that later or no? no I'm just going to you know say that in passing rather than give anybody any specific attention. But really, I, okay, yeah, I was just surprised at the string of one failure after another, one cancellation after another. It's like the Exodus, and everyone's you know the Titanic has hit the iceberg, and everyone's jumping off the ship. Uh, I, 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 I would have called them rats leaving a sinking ship. That, okay, that works too. Actually, yes. that's probably better than what I was going to say. So rather than the whole <laughs> people jumping off. They're they still rats. need to drown, but yes, the rats, very good point. Exactly. Let's see. A couple topics I want to get to tonight. Um, we have a lot we have to get to. I would not be surprised if we've run over, but we'll try to get it in, in that three-hour mark. We go till 9 o'clock tonight. Um, one is this, there's this law trying to be passed in California. It's now going before the Supreme Court. You may have heard of it. Yeah, we've, we've covered this story before. Yes. We, yeah, the opening arguments were made um, this past week, and I want to get, kind of get into that a little more in depth. Okay. I think based on principle, we pretty much just, we you know probably glanced at it, but want to get into a little more. I also had a, a bit of an ethical um, dilemma here when it comes to gaming this past week. Okay. And that is primarily we were talking about cheating not too, uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. Remember the whole Blizzard ban thing for using single player cheats? Right. Right. Well, I, I've run into an issue, and I'm trying to work it out in my mind if I'm that kind of pussy that really needs to use the cheats, or if I'm doing it simply based on convenience. And I want to talk that out uh, a little later. Okay. Maybe looking at it, for, uh, again, a little philosophically, probably don't need to. But because this is a radio show about video gaming, I figure, what the hell? Sure. I have my own personal opinion on that, having just heard that. But we'll We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> you already have your opinion based on Okay. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I can form opinions pretty quickly on stuff. Based on little to no information. Exactly. Typical Democrat. Moving on. Yeah, how was it's, Tuesday, it's by not, the way? <laughs> uh, well, we held on. Well, just what we figured. We, 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 we held, held on to on. the Senate. Uh, there were a couple, uh, mo- a lot of the Tea Party people went down. Not all of them. A lot of them won, too. Some of them did win, yeah, Marco Rubio and uh, things like that. But uh, it's what we, you know, what we expected. An ass-kicking. Actually, the reason I bring no, it up if is... if it was an ass-kicking, then you would have taken both houses okay. of the Congress. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad you okay, agree with me. Okay, no. Actually, I do not agree with you. It was the greatest ass-kicking since 1928. Look it up. I, Dude, you I'm have not even going to bother. Uh, that's right, you can't. Not even going to bother to look position. All right, having said that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have segments tonight. We've got a big mailbag. Actually, this week we have a quickening. Oh, we have every, yeah, quickening, forbidden knowledge. Extra size quickening or just regular quickening? Uh, I'd say a lot of normal size quickening. Okay, so about par for the course. And, of course, everybody in IRC. So where should we start this evening, Highlander? Now, I know you've got a big story that you want to get underway. Is that what you want to do first? Uh, see, I don't know if we want to dread that out, if we want to kind of kind of get people to follow along with us to get to that point? Or, I mean, look, it's not like we don't have any a number of interesting content to keep people interested. Right. So It's, it's completely up to you, sir. If, if you want to talk about it now, perfectly all right with me. I'd tell you what, why don't we get to that to the, in the second segment? All right. All right we'll get to that uh, Fair a enough. later on. Fair but enough. We also have articles up the yin-yang I, I would hope we'd have articles. Jesus Christ, I'm looking at the video chat here on vtwproductions.com. There's a ton. Yeah, no that is That is a fantastic hat, per- person in the lower right-hand corner. I believe it's an Abraham Lincoln hat. Yes, it is. Stovepipe. By the way, I lost out of my bid for that Napoleon hat. I really wanted it. Did you really? It. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed. What was the final bid? I think it was like 80 bucks. Wow, that's... Yeah, for a, a custom-made one, so I will have to keep looking. I, I emailed the guy to see if he'd do a custom job for me. Uh-huh. It's better than that one. That I, one I costs 80 bucks, and that. it sucks. Cost you how much? Eighty bucks. That cost you eighty. Yeah, bucks? back in like high school, I needed it for a project. It looks, it looks fine to me. It's all right. It I basically mean, if, it's a lady's hat that's like, pinned up. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. piece of garbage. Anyway, so oh God, this is video chats. There's a lot of ugly people here. Yeah. We do not have very good for listeners. Course. Par for the course. <laughs> 
All right. So, anyways, articles this evening. U.S. to ban violent video games. We're going to get to that a little later on. Opening arguments, that's the one we were talking about. Again, right, uh, right. people are already lining up for the Kinect. And actually, I tried this. And they're not crazy. This is from Kotaku.com. Now, you, we all know what the Kinect is. It's, it was recently released, I believe, November 4th. Yes. For the Xbox 360. Basically, it is a system that allows you to play games using only your hand and body motions. You don't use any kind of controller. You don't use any kind of... Uh, uh, any kind of help. It's just you in front of what is essentially a, a sensory camera. Quote, Microsoft controller free ad, a, a free add-on for the Xbox 360 officially launched on November 4th, but some clearly passionate fans are already lining up in New York City for the device's midnight launch. Crazy? Not really, and here's why. This was posted November 3rd, so this people are getting in line like a day or two ahead of time. Yeah. And this is something I've never gotten. It's the same thing with lining up for a month in advance for the Star Wars release uh-huh. or oh, two weeks in advance for Twilight release. Right, like, right. Do you have that you know much free time on your hands, no job, no school, no responsibilities, no obligations, that you can waste away your life? What kind of story are you going to tell down the road to your friends or family whenever it comes up and say, hey, I was in line for two weeks for Twilight? Were people really in line for two weeks for yes, Twilight? Yes. Really? Yes. I remember this because I, I used it that. against Mystic Mim, saying, ha ha, you're, you know, you Twilight are gay. And you're like, uh-huh. well, yeah, well, people want line up for Star Wars within a month. Said yeah, and they were gay too. I hate Star Wars. <laughs> Anyways, Microsoft is giving the first three thousand people who line up and buy the Connect at the official launch party uh, one hundred fifty dollars worth of stuff. The cost of the camera add-on itself. If you are one of the three thousand who queue up for the Toys R Us midnight launch in Times Square, you'll get a free copy of Connect Sports. That's the one I played. Connect Joyride and a one-year Xbox Live Gold subscription. Oh, that's not too bad. So at least they're actually giving you something. So yes. you're actually getting a line to get something out of it. Like I said, I, I never understood the entire, I, I, the the glamour or or you know the what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here. I I don't know. I I suppose the the thrill of being the first one to see something or get something. Okay, what if you're like number four, number five, or number hundred, or you know number? You're 50? still one of the first people. I guess, but look, if I see the same movie you do next week or opening night, we still saw the same movie. So yeah. what? This gives you an option that to run home and certainly applies on the to internet? movies. But like for example, okay. uh, last night I went to Best Buy to right. get a copy of Star Wars: The Force Unleashed two. Right, and it was gone. All of it sold out. Really? So everything was sold out. Even the really? collector's editions were sold out. Wow! I couldn't get any at all. And okay. Best Buy was hoping they could get some in the next few days. Wow! I did. Yes, I knew. I mean, it was a popular game. I didn't I, think it was that popular. I didn't think it was that popular either. But like I said, it. It maybe gives an example as to you know if you really want that product immediately, that you know if, if that's if that's what you really want that badly, then people are willing to sacrifice in order to, to get it. It's it's the same with uh, Black Friday, the day right after oh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Right, people get up at three in the morning to go get uh, you know insert product here for fifty percent off. Or did you stop at a GameStop off. or anything? Or uh... stop? Yeah, there's there's actually two GameStops in in the city that I live in. Okay, and none of them had any either. Wow! Yeah. Now okay. maybe maybe Barron's GameStop had some. I don't know. You know, I didn't uh, call him just to see. I probably could have asked. But speaking for the city that I live in, I you know nothing it was all gone. No kidding. Now I do remember when World of Warcraft originally launched. For some reason, we got it here ahead of Australia, and I went around picking up the collector's editions at various Best Buys in the area, and I put them on eBay. Uh huh. And they were selling like hotcakes because people wanted the game and they were willing to pay a premium for it. They're paying two, three times what I paid for them in store. There you go. Plus shipping to send it out there so they can start playing right away. Wow. Now, I guess I understand that where in a game like World of Warcraft or Ultima Online or some kind of virtual world 
where it actually gives you a competitive edge to get a, a, a head start. Uh-huh. Whether that's you know accumulation of gear, gear, accumulation of wealth, accumulation of level, you know, etc. But for the connect, for this, I I guess I just don't see where it was coming from because you're not actually you're not gaining an advantage on anybody. I don't think it's a matter of of getting advantage of everyone else other than the fact that you get it faster than other people. Like, for example, like the example okay, I have for a, with, a with Star hours. Wars. Well, that's assuming, oh, what if they all sell out? Like like the Star Wars Force Unleashed scenario I had last night. Okay, so you have to wait a week to get it. Some people, some people don't want to wait okay, a week. All right. I'm, I, 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 right. I agree with you in principle that there's no reason you can't wait a week or two. Right. But there are people who are. There are people who are that crazy that they have to have it immediately when it comes out. They have to have it right then and there. You know, Zed says GameStop never have anything unless you pre-order anyways. You know, I'm going to call bullshit on that. No, that's, that's wrong. Yeah. Pre-ordering is the biggest scam GameStop right. ever had. Zenith, here's how GameStop does theirs, okay? And I, I know this. Baron works there now. Years ago, I used to, when it was called Babbage's, used to run mine. How it works is this. You go and you put the money down. Like Highlander says, it's kind of a scam. You put money down, and they're supposed to hold the game for you to come pick it up. Well, that's not how it works anymore. No. That's how it used to work. We would hold that bitch until you came and got it. Now it is, they promise you will have a copy within, I think it's like 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. Which means they will find a copy someplace, somewhere, and will bring it to that store within 48 hours. Look, that ain't going to fly with me. If I'm putting money down and I'm getting a pre-order, that means I'm guaranteeing myself a copy whenever the hell I decide to come pick it up. If that means I get it the exact same day it launches, then it better be there when I get there. But they sell all the copies. I mean, they're... And I've, I've talked to a couple different yeah, stores. From, from what I understand, they go down the list of, like, on, on the launch, which is usually like a midnight, the launch day or night or however you look at it. They go down the list of people that have pre-ordered from that particular store. Right. And if those people are there, then they will be the first ones to get the copy. Right. And then everyone else who's not there, they're, you know, SOL, because then they'll just start selling it to everyone else that happened to show up. Right. And that's, so the, is, that's the interpretation that I've had. Is, is that, that, right. They'll sell it to whoever they want. You know, is for every copy they have. Mm-hmm. And then let's say you come in during normal business hours the day of launch. If they're sold out, well, I'm sorry, sir, we're sold out. You'll have to wait two days. Within 48 hours, we promise to get you a copy. And you know what your recourse is if they don't get it to you within 48 hours? No. There isn't one. There isn't one? No. Sorry, wow. it took four days. Sorry, it took five days. Sorry, it took six days. Our apologies. That's it. Mm. I mean, you can demand your money back, your $5 back. You can try. But the point is, you still waited for a week. You don't have a copy of the game, and you don't have any satisfaction. So, now, yes, it's doesn't that go against your argument that you were saying before about you know what's the big deal of waiting a couple days or a week? I mean, all, all you've done is put five dollars down, which you're already getting credit for right. toward the game. No, because it's the same thing that you just said. It's a scam. I don't oh, it is a scam. I don't print yeah. anything anymore. If I can get it at the opening week, that's fine. Then I'll mm-hmm. wait a week okay. or two weeks or three weeks because I'm still going to have the same kind of game experience everybody else. I'm just not going to inconvenience myself, waste all that time out in the elements or waste $5 mm-hmm. only for the hassle of shouting at some pimple-nosed you know, jackass behind the counter who doesn't give a damn that me, the customer, didn't get my game on the two days where I was promised. See, Hunter, that's the difference. One is standing in line in the hopes that you actually get something. The other is a corporation saying, we're taking your money with the promise, the guarantee that you will have a copy of the game in the time frame we give you. There's a difference. If I'm standing in line for a day in advance, I'm taking my chance that hopefully they'll have one when I get there. Uh Versus a company saying, absolutely, we're going to have it here for you because we took your money. Fair enough. So, I, you know, 
But if these people want to live for for the Connect, that's cool. They're at least getting something out of it. Yeah, they're getting quite a bit. It looks like so yeah. 150 bucks. I mean, that's pretty slick. So, so you're you're basically getting the camera for free, and then right. you're also getting you know a Xbox games. Gold. Yeah, and a couple yeah, a couple games. It's not that bad. Now I have actually tried the Connect since it came out. Um, Baron has a is borrowing a a setup. Did you say that you played sports? Yeah, I played the sport, and I played. Um, Did you play what the hell was it? Adventures, because according to the article, Connect comes with Connect Adventures. The, uh, maybe that was it then. I honestly don't remember. I just knew the sports thing. Okay, I, I gotta tell you. Um, and and uh, we were talking of off the air here before we went on about whether it's. I didn't like it. Okay. Okay, and I thought it was just me, just being a nitpicky little, you know. Jag off because I'm like that sometimes, but I started reading some reviews other than my own that I was kind of writing up bullet points for the show, uh-huh. and I noticed that there's other people that are that have seen the same things I have, other people's opinions that I you know pay attention to whose opinions I respect, mm-hmm. and it's essentially I'm not comfortable with it. It's the games that are released, or at least the experiences that I've had, and keep in mind this we're basing this on about two hours worth of play. Okay. Okay. This, to me, is not much different than the Wii, other than the fact that there's no controller and the fact that there's nothing uniform about it. Each game is kind of doing their own thing. Um, from, from what I saw and from what Baron was explaining to me, that there's no uniform way of really of how to play things. And I think that's where my, my comfort level is kind of tossed out the window. I, I'm not sure what to expect from this. I'm not really sure what to do with it. With the Wii, I understood it because I have a controller in my hand, and you know I get it. Whichever way I move this thing in my hand, that's the way it goes. Uh-huh. I'm also not convinced that the Kinect is really that accurate. If you move way too fast, sometimes it's not following you. Hmm, okay. you know, if you move too slow, it's the same deal. I, I'm not saying it's not an awesome system. I'm not saying it's not innovative. I'm not saying it's not entertaining and cool. Okay. I'm just saying that I, I can't buy into it just yet. I've got to see something else, another kind of game that interests me. When I played mm. the Wii Sports, uh-huh. it was cool for about 10 minutes. Other than that, I didn't give a damn. Mm. I, I couldn't care less. I'm like, you throw the baseball, you know, you swing your baseball bat. Okay. That was it. All right? It's the same thing with this. I, I get it. I move my hands and I can do a couple things like that. It's I, I want to see like a first-person shooter. I want to see how an adventure game is going to go. I want to see actual games that I find myself playing on a regular basis. I want to see how this is going to work with the new Kinect technology. Mm-hmm. A first-person shooter, a real-time strategy, an adventure game. I like to see you know Castlevania going in there and whipping literally a whip around. That's what I want to kind of see, and we're not at that point yet. Okay. The technology is very new, and so I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach. I, I'm not going to completely bash and say I don't like it. Uh-huh. I'm going to say I don't like it right now, only okay. because I'm not... I'm not really used to what it is. Okay, fair enough. Um, like I said, have, I've, I've never played it at all, so I can't really have an opinion one way or the other. Right. But I, I guess I could say that since this is something pretty brand new that I, I don't think has ever been done before in video mm-hmm. gaming, it's not, I think it's not too surprising that there might be some, some minor flaws in it that right, might not it's, work right. It's completely right. new. And ULC brings this up. He says, Penny Arcade ate it up. They destroyed it. Um, but it has but as a new interface, it has possibilities. Speech fu- yeah, it's another thing too. Is that it's got a speech function, which you can actually give it commands, voice commands. Oh, that's and interesting. And supposing you speak clearly, you uh-huh. can actually get it to do various things. It's got to be a pretty, pretty uh, sophisticated microphone because if you're because obviously you're going to play. Like I'm looking at this TV right in front of us here. Right. You'd probably put the connect on top of it. Yes. And from where I am, we're talking about a good five six, six feet. feet. Right. So if if it can if it can pick up what I'm saying and not. Pay attention to what other things background are going, noise, background noise, yes, things yes. like that. 
I, I would call that you know somewhat impressive. But I'd, like I said, having never played it, I don't know if it does pick up background noise. I, I'm not sure about that. I think it's going to sell a ton of copies of this because it is so new and so innovative. And uh-huh. we'll see where it goes from here. But I think, the much like the Wii, the success of the franchise for the Kinect is going to be in the kind of support that the video game companies give it going forward. Right. You know, I said the same thing when we came out. I said, this is going to be neat and cool for about a year. And after that, you're going to see a plateau and start to fall off as gaming companies look at it and say, look, we can make a game for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 that's pretty much the exact same game. Yeah, for With, the most part, it's right. the same thing, yeah. With the Wii, they have to, you know, they have to... They have to dumb it down a little bit. It's not as powerful. Right. They also have to rework the entire the way they, they develop the game. Sure. Because it's on a different medium. It's on a different kind of format other yeah. than the PlayStation 3, etc. I can, I can think of articles where they, they've brought out games just for the Wii. Because right. it was either you bring out the game for the PS3 and the Xbox 360 or, or you bring Wii. it out for the Wii. Yeah. And you've got to find a way for the controller to interact with it. Other than, right. other, if you can do it as a regular controller, you turn the sucker sideways. Right. But the entire point of buying a Wii is, one, because you get the virtual console to download the games, and two, the gimmick of moving around a wand, mm-hmm. essentially. And it happened. I mean, within a year, people kind of like, eh. I mean, even here, we only break it out when we got people over, or when we're really bored. It's, it's like a family game. It's well, like, Nintendo pretty much has been a, a family game company for many, many years now. All right, yeah. allow me to, to reiterate that. What I mean was, we only bring it out when companies over for like a family get-together or party. Okay, okay. All right? As opposed to, I'm going to sit down with my daughter and we're going to play Mario or Mario Kart for an hour on end. Uh-huh. We just don't do it. I, I mean, we'll play a game here and there just for something to do. Mm-hmm. But the PlayStation 3, mainly because I've now hacked into the PlayStation Network in Japan, I've been playing quite frequently, actually. <laughs> That's worked out um, very well. All right, now let, let me ask you this. Would you possibly see a scenario where the PlayStation 4 and the, I don't know what you would call it, the Xbox 720 or whatever they decide to name it? Okay comes out with their controllers as the Move and the Connect, And there are no... The, the, as that is the exclusive... Yes, as like that is the controller. Instead of the analog, you know, dual analog for the PS3 and the whatever the hell you want to call the Microsoft controller. Well, again, for the Move, I know what to expect. We pretty much know what the future of that is because right. we've been doing it for several years now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't particularly find that very entertaining. It's kind of neat for one game here or a game there, but that's about it. As a, if the as far as the Kinect goes, it's hard for me to say because I don't we don't know what the potential of it is because it's only come out within a couple of days. Right, right. And it's so new, everyone's like, "What the hell do we do with this thing?" I wouldn't be surprised if Xbox does it. Xbox does it to me, and maybe I'm just a purist, or maybe it's I'm, I'm getting older now. But I just don't understand what the whole big deal is with the controller. When I found out the controller for the PlayStation Three was wireless and actually worked very mm-hmm. well. I was ecstatic. I'm like, cutting edge technology. This is great. And that was fine. Uh-huh. I don't have a problem using a controller. Look, if you really want to come out with something that'll be so badass, you know, bricks will be shat. I want virtual reality. I want VR. Actual virtual reality. I mean, they have stuff like that, but it's really yeah. expensive. Well, though. there you go. You got to make it very. And prolific. also, there's also make it- a danger in virtual reality that uh, you can actually screw up your brain, believe it or not. I did not know this. The, Tell yeah, me more. Well, I, I haven't seen the article in years, but it boils down to if what you see on your helmet or whatever doesn't exactly match up with what your brain is expecting when you look to the left or if it's just like a hair off, okay. your, your brain starts getting screwed up. It starts screwing up your equilibrium. It starts screwing up a bunch of things going on. Really? Really, yes. Yes. 
That so, sucks. So that that's why you haven't seen. Remember, they used to be like VR helmets at like right. arcades put, all the time. It was like a pair of goggles you put them on. Yeah, yeah, like or the, like a thing hanging down yeah, from yeah, the yeah. ceiling, like big. With the me, uh, the uh, uh, MechWare games. Yeah, yeah. That's partially why I don't see a lot of those anymore. Is because of things happening to people. Oh, that's in virtual reality. See, I, did I mean, not, not everyone that. obviously, but right, enough but enough that they people were, like yes. we ain't about to put out someone's going to kill somebody. Exactly. Yes. I tell you what, if if they come out with a system that that's light to connect, that's you know hand motion only, I probably would pass on it. I would probably be mm-hmm. like, you know what, this this just isn't is this isn't it for me unless the dynamics of the game so blow my mind that uh-huh. I'm like, I've got to have this, I've got to play it. It's so different. I just don't see it happening. Hmm. Uh, okay. I think the next generation consoles you're going to see are going to be all 3D. That's all it's going to be is 3D. So you'll have to wear glasses. Yeah, to, probably. In order to. Yes. Hmm. We will see. Which I don't, I, I don't really know. I know I'm definitely open to the idea of no controller. I think it's, you know, as long as it's done correctly. Well, and that's I think, just it. I, right. I, I yeah, think yeah, it's, yeah. it's much more, much more intuitive in some sense. Like if you have like an RPG or an action RPG, you swing your arm like a sword and then sword swings rather than pushing the X button or whatever. Or having the Wii remote in your hand that's swinging the sword. Yeah, see, that, and that's my yeah. thing is. When it's trying to read my motions, you know, there are certain things that I may do if I'm, like, fighting a virtual character. Maybe want to, you know, kick him in the crotch or uh-huh. maybe want to kneel down and, you know, shield bash him. Or I want to spin in a circle and do something, you know, really weird. Okay. Is the system going to be sophisticated enough to understand what it is I'm doing? It actually follow the mechanics of it. My character may I, I spin would... on, you know, on the game or it may move a shield forward. Right. But is it going to have, you know, is the AI smart enough to know that I've just use my shield to bash something or stab something, what I, have you. I wouldn't think it would be a result of the controller, per se. It would be a result of the game company creating the AI necessary so well, that if you point. do something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. So it's, it's going to depend game by game. It's, right. it's not going to be sort of a uniform thing. That, like, like today, there's going to be some games where the AI is really good, and you're like, wow, that's you know, really intuitive. And some games are like, did they just phone it in because the AI is a stupid retard? And I think that's the problem with the Kinect games as it stands right now is because they're so new, they haven't refined that yet. Mm-hmm. The AI aspect of it, so it's, it's practical enough. So this is one of those things, kind of like you know the Cataclysm launch that's coming up in December 7th, where you may want to wait a couple weeks for them to work out the bugs. Right, right. Or in this case, a couple months for them to have the next generation games come out, the next version. Mm-hmm. You know, you've always had your launch titles in a couple months, you have more. I would wait a good three or four months wait for some of the game companies to get a hold of it and say, all right, let's all agree that you access the menu this way. Let's all agree on the same kind of voice commands for, you know, actions within the game. Uh-huh. You know, like menu or, you know, computer stop, uh, computer right. arch, etc. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, meant to, I, I didn't see it in the game stops I was at, but maybe I wasn't really looking, though. Uh, are there going to be uh, freestanding connects that, you know, you know how you usually can go into a GameStop and you can play a... Like a, a demo? Yeah, like a demo, yeah. Oh, I think there's going to have to be, sure. Okay. Absolutely. I know Barron said they had a demo uh, copy in his store last week, I mean, the week prior to the launch. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, 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 I it was on the floor, but... I didn't notice it, or maybe they had taken it down, or, you know, like I said, I was looking for something else, so I wasn't looking at the, at the demo things for the PS3 or the 360 or anything. Biochemist says there's a $2,000 um, $2, American bounty on an open source driver for the Kinect, by the way. Really? Microsoft claims they have hardware in place to prevent it. Well, yeah. I mean, nothing's going to be hacked right away. Right. <laughs> Even the PlayStation 3 took time. What would you do with a hacked Kinect? I have no idea. I was thinking the same thing. I, I mean, really? It's just in my mind. Like, 
what would, I mean, what would you do? I know. Yes, I, I wouldn't really care if somebody hacked the Kinect. I mean, unless you, I, I, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw a blank. I don't know what you could do with a hacked. I have Kinect. no clue. Yeah, it's just whatever. I mean, use it as like a like a personal lock. Like you have the connector there, and you have to do a certain hand gesture or whatever body gesture in order to open your door. I, I don't know. I'll tell you what, Highlander, we're gonna take this conversation right to the gutter because this has been occurring to me for a while. I'm gonna throw <laughs> okay. it out there. Alrighty. Alrighty. Considering how sick IRC is and the fact that most of our listeners are twisted people, this brings a whole new realm to the virtual dating genre, doesn't it? Oh, I think it definitely could. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Porn games, dating sims, think about it. No controller, just your actions on camera. (laughs) And wouldn't you like to explain that to your buddy who walks in on you while you're playing a game? Exactly. What are you doing? With your pants off. Nothing. On the floor. (laughs) Did you spill milk on the carpet? What is that? (laughs) Jeez, get a paper towel. Yeah, I'm sure this has occurred to somebody. I'm sure they've actually been sitting in a in an office saying, "This is like the greatest kind of technology well, like for the next genre sex? porn game." Yeah, well, I mean, basically, it's what it is. I had a I had a friend who wanted to come up with a system where like you would have like a almost like a virtual reality helmet on, and then like a like a suit, right? And then you would download like different women into the the helmet, so then you could have sex with whatever woman you want or any woman that was available now, on the on see, the system. You said my friend. I heard yeah. my plan. No, no, no. This was actually 1996. It was in a, it was in like a television class that I took, and we each had to give a pitch for like a different television channel, and, and that was that, his pitch. Like that was his pitch. You'd, you'd have like different different things that you'd be able to, you'd be able to get right off the television. So it'd be like a, you know, whatever, like different girl hour or something like that. Leah Hatch says, "I wonder if it connect can detect your erection. Can you imagine the the voice commands that would go along with that game? <laughs> I don't even want to be. I, I don't even want to know." <laughs> the mind, I'm just right now. You just everybody is sitting at home and they're just minds just racing like their their imagination is just taking off with this thing. I see everybody's laughing. I see because of course everybody's minds going a thousand different directions. They're all funny and they're all twisted. I, 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 I tell you what, if someone could come up with something like that, I guarantee you they would rake it in. They would be a like billionaire, billionaire overnight. Exactly overnight. Absolutely. I'm sure right now the Japanese companies that make these dating sims are just kicking themselves like, oh, we should not have supported the PlayStation. Let's go make Xbox games. I mean, I mean, think about it. You'll have people. I mean, we did an article not too long ago, folks. You might remember uh, a couple weeks ago we did an article about Japanese, uh, mainly males, going to resorts, taking their DS dating sims with them on dates and things like that. Yes, yes. I mean, if this takes off, the Connect actually works, and they make you know dating sims. Wow, jerk off games for this. There'll be there'll, there'll be a whole lot of deaths in Japan because people yes. won't leave their room. People forget to put the It'll clothes be like, on. They um, leave. You ever see that one uh, Futurama where they did the uh, the 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 video about don't date robots? Yes, it would be something oh, like that. Oh yeah, yeah. When he everything falls apart around him, falls and apart. He cares, like he's got yeah. his he's got whatever the hell it was. It was, it was, a, it was the Lisa Lisa. No, it was uh, 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 Marilyn Monroe bot. Right. Yes, but it was uh, Lucy Liu. Those in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Lucy yes. Liu was yeah. the yeah. That's right. Fry downloads a copy of Lucy Liu. Yeah. You know, I wonder if this is going to change the pay-to-play-a-girl website. Wouldn't that be Oh, that would be amazing. Gamecrush.com just <laughs> got a whole new genre. Nice. Uh, for just a few dollars extra. Are you sure this is legal? Totally legal. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. It's virtual reality. It's, it's just, like I'm paying her to... No, no, you're not even going to touch her. No, it's 
It's all going to be in your mind. (laughs) (laughs) And we have officially hit rock bottom 36 minutes into the show. I think that's a record even for us. This needs to be talked about. Single player, two player co-op, and gangbang. Nice. Wow. This needs to be talked about on Octane and Hordak. Yes, because I'm sure they're going to want to talk about stuff we already covered. No, exactly. Fool. Ban him. (laughs) Speaking of the PlayStation Xbox, I found this not surprising at all. This is from Uh, 1UP.com. I'm not too surprised either. I'll tell you why, but it's going to be obvious after the article's read. PlayStation 3 closing the gap on Xbox 360 lifetime sales. According to official sales figures, Sony's console outsold the Xbox during the second quarter of 2010. Officials from Sony have revealed that, the o- that overall PlayStation 3 hardware sales surpassed those of the Xbox 360 during the second quarter of 2010. Not only that, but the current unofficial tally from VG Charts, with a Z, indicates that the PlayStation 3 could be on track to overtake Microsoft's console in worldwide install, in- install base. There we go. According to the company's latest earnings via Business Insider, Sony moved 3.2 million PS3s between June and September. That but, is out an outstanding amount of units to be sold for a system that's, what, four years old? Five years old? Yeah, I think it came out like 2006. Yeah, yeah 3.2 so. million in a crappy economy between June and September. Yeah. Well, it's not, I don't think they're counting just the United States. I think they're counting the world. Even worldwide. Yeah, even worldwide, Still, that's impressive. you know. Uh, during the same period, Microsoft managed to sell 2.8 million units, roughly 400,000 less than the PS3. Uh, moreover, VG Charts lists the total number of PS3 consoles purchased worldwide at about 4 million less than the 360's current install base. Uh, that would be 40.2 million for Sony and 44.15 for Microsoft. Uh, those numbers are particularly impressive for a console that launched a full year after That's its true competition. Too. Yeah. Yes. But close as Sony is to closing the gap, and I, I knew this we're going into it, uh, closing the gap with Microsoft, both companies still have a long way to go before they come anywhere near to the Wii's global hardware penetration, estimated at around 75 million units. And, of course, we know why. It's new. It's innovative. It was, yes. At the time, it was new. It's innovative. It was a lot cheaper. It was a lot cheaper, and which is why the PS3 is closing the gap right. with the 360. It's a hell of a lot cheaper now to buy than $700 when it you know, first debuted. Sure. And it offers you a lot more. I, I tell you what, if the PlayStation Network... We're two-thirds as good as Xbox Live. We uh-huh. wouldn't be talking about Xbox at all. It would cease to exist as a true competitor. You think? Think about it. The PlayStation 3 has the PlayStation 1 and 2 games all to draw upon, plus the PlayStation 3, plus the fact that it's, it's are they, a better processor, it's a Blu-ray player. Right, right. You know, are the, are the, the PS1 and PS2 games, do you get them from the PlayStation Network? You can, or if, depending on the unit like mine, it's right. backwards compatible. Right, the early right. units are. If, if, yes. if you buy one today, they're not backwards compatible. Well, some of them are through emulation. They have an emulator instead of the actual chipset. Oh, like the okay. one I've got has the actual chipset from one and two. Gotcha, gotcha. So okay. I can play anything. Emulation covers about 95% of the, of the titles. Hmm, all right. Okay. All right. But plus it's got the Blu-ray player. And at the time when PlayStation 3 launched... A lot of people bought it because the Blu-ray player through that was a lot cheaper than trying to buy one separately. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get yeah. the half of you know, the other part of being able to play right. games. And then, of course, Microsoft bet wrongly when they went with HD DVD, right? Instead of instead Blu-ray. of Blu-ray. But you know what? I think a lot of people made that same. It was the beta versus VHS thing all over again. Oh, it was. Yeah. When it comes to that kind of media, you just don't bet against Sony because they win every time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this doesn't surprise me. Now you said it doesn't surprise you, and it become obvious why. Oh, but like I said, because Sony has dropped the price of the PlayStation it's down 3. to 300 bucks. Yeah, so now it's, now yeah. it's on par with every other console. I mean, the Wii, I think, is cheaper, but 
it's it's at a level where people are, are willing to pony up the money to, to buy it. It's surprising to me only because Sony has done that before where, where they will sell, like when the VHS came out, that's how they did it. They sold the VHS, the actual players, at a loss. Mm-hmm. And they did it so they could corner the market because everybody went out and bought a VHS player. Uh-huh. Okay, well, Beta couldn't you know compete with that. They didn't sell as many units. Right. The PlayStation 1 operated much the same way. They sold it at cost or below cost and then made up the money in units in in uh, games when the playstation 3 came out like you said for six seven eight hundred dollars uh-huh you know god forbid if you wanted a warranty agreement i mean who the hell's got that kind of money to buy it right not near as many although the the playstation 3 initially was still sold at a loss, at a loss right yes. but the point was the the price point was so high that right, you exactly. really couldn't compete against what the xbox had and you did come out late to the party yes. that was it too yes they were the last one out the gate of the major three and I still say to this day that other than first-person shooters, Xbox really doesn't have a whole lot going for it. You know, PlayStation 3, the only thing that's really a detriment to Sony is the fact that their multiplayer system blows. Uh-huh. Xbox has that in, in spades against them. If somebody in Sony can get their head out of their ass and get the multiplayer fixed and get the online experience up to par with Xbox, Microsoft's in a world of hurt. Probably. They don't have any of their franchises really to compete against them. No, I, got, I, I, I can think of barely any. I can think of barely any franchises that are exclusive to one system over the other. Right. Only thing I think of would well, not, not even uh, the Metal Gear Solid series because that's been on. That was on Sony on first. It was on Sony first, right. but it does. It did make its way to, to the 360. That's why I was so surprised when they landed um, Final Fantasy 13 onto uh-huh. the Xbox. That right. was a huge coup for them. It was a very big because coup. they don't have really any RPGs really worth mentioning. Not really. They don't not have that any RTSs good. that I can think of. Halo Wars, maybe. That's it that I can think of. Yeah, um, I mean they've got you've got the Halo franchise. Everybody mentions that, and that's it. Yeah, really, I can't think of anything else that's exclusive to the to the. Oh uh, no, the Fable, uh, the Fable, Fable, series, yeah. yeah, Fable. Sorry. Yeah, see, Martyrdom says Fable. Yeah, see, uh, getting Disney signed up for the Blu-ray sealed the deal. Well, that was part of it, although sure, sure. Valve has sided with PlayStation Three, and that can't be underestimated either. Valve has really made waves in the last three or four years. They've really made themselves into a major player in the game sure, when sure. it comes to development of games. Maybe not the same level as Blizzard, but big enough that they can't be discounted. Uh, Gran Turismo 5 is released very soon. I always like Gran Turismo. I'm not a, a much of a, of a racing you know, kind of game. Not a huge one. I think but the last I like one it. I bought was Need for Speed Underground. Oh, no. Uh, was it Need for Speed Underground? Yeah, Need for Speed Underground, which is on the, on the, on the PS2, but... I, I had to stop playing it because it just got so repetitively boring. Yeah. It was the same thing again and again and again. It's like NASCAR. That's so why I can't watch it. Like, you and turn then, left on every race. I get it. Right. Well, it's nothing like that. You, you race through the streets. Right. right. But yeah. the problem is that you, it was basically, like I said, the same mission again and again. And then as you kept going up, you had to do more of them. So instead of, you know, four missions on you know, this level, the next level you have to do six, and then you have to do eight, and then you have to do 12. It, it just got ridiculous. See, Xana says Gears of War. I don't rate it, but it's an exclusive. Okay, I understand that. But the Xbox right now is pretty much basing all their exclusives on first-person shooters. Yeah, at the, oh, yeah, at the moment they are. Once yeah. you get to a certain point, an FPS on a console is pretty interchangeable with every other FPS on the console. Exactly, yeah. It's, walk, it's, it's either walk around and it's World War II or walk around in the middle of some weird space thing and things jump out at you. Or now you're fighting in the Middle East. Right. You know, uh, Call of Duty, Medal of Honor, etc. You know, God, how many World War II games are out there? Too many. Yes, I think we and should they're all in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I've noticed that there. Yeah. there aren't. Are there any uh, Pacific ones? Pacific I think there's ones. like one. 
I mean, that's that's I a first-person shooter, not like a naval battle thing. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think there's only one. Yeah. Now, I don't know it's because they don't want to piss off the Japanese market. I don't think they're that big on the Xbox as far as that goes. No, I, I think I think Xbox uh, has generally been the, the worst-selling console in Japan. Maybe it is. Maybe but, they're I mean, afraid they of... the games of out for the PlayStation 2 and then Nintendo over there, so... Yeah, I mean, that maybe they are in, afraid of what the Japanese will do. I don't if, know. Maybe if, you, if you're fighting in Thailand or you know China or whatever, for whatever reason, it, it off the top of my head, I can't think of it. But nonetheless, if you can track down exactly where or what Medal of Honor or Call of Duty game was was handling the Pacific, yeah, I, I'm sure there was one. There's got to be at least one. But that was it, and not and not a naval battle one where you no. move your battleships around. The and... only naval battle game simulator that I ever played with in the Pacific for the World War for World War II was um, the one I played. I think it was called Battleship Midway. I play Pacific Theater of Operations, PTO. Hmm, okay. And that was an, a full-blown war game. We're talking turn-based, economics, politics, you name it. Uh, Manly Stuff says the European theater is more appealing. I think the European theater is more appealing because, at least here in America, we're kind of tied to Europe a lot more than to the Japanese theater. Right. You know, we can relate more to France and Germany and England and Italy and the rest. Right. Not to mention, even to this day, there's an infatuation with Hitler. Sure. Whether you like him or hate him, and I know in Germany they recently had some kind of uh, expose or, or some kind of of oh, it, it, kind of like a uh, like a a documentary. No, it was. My mind has gone completely. All right. Well, mush. while you think about it, I'll give you another reason why I think there's more first person yeah, shooter World War II battles in Europe. The 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 battles in Japan, or I shouldn't say there in Japan. Call of Duty uh, World at War had the Pacific Theater in it. Oh, uh, okay. But it wasn't exclusive. That was just part of it. Yeah, that was just part of it. I mean, Middle of, uh, middle of Honor Pacific Assault. Okay, there you go. I knew there okay. was one that was exclusive. All right. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, like I said, if, if you look at history, a, a lot of those battles, it was almost like World War One. They weren't like one or two day battles. They were knockout, drag down, month long things that you, you know, literally, like I said, it's like World War One. People were, you know, hiding in caves and people were building trenches and it was just a matter of trying to wear down your enemy it, it wasn't quite like you know other battles like a d-day or you know whatever where people were running up toward the embankments and they were shooting and everyone was running around and right so i mean that's that's a bit more appealing to a gamer than i'm going to sit in this one spot for a month and you know hopefully try to hold my ground and not die what a winning strategy exactly no, but it was like an art festival, or it was not a festival, it was like an art exhibit where people were coming in to see different mementos, different parts of Hitler that had been released that had been under you know, wraps for so oh, long. Oh, like things that he owned or whatever? Yeah, kind of oh, like okay. that, or you know, pictures of him. It wasn't a celebration of him. It was, just it was a... simply, you know, stu- I, I guess when the movie Downfall came out, which I've got a copy of, have uh-huh. you ever seen it? I have never seen it. All right, no. you've seen the, the meme on YouTube where it's Hitler in the bunker and he's yelling about one thing or another? Oh, that's, that's, that's the next Downfall, name of the game yeah. is Downfall? Okay. It's, not, it's a movie. Oh, no, I, that, I understand it's a movie. Right, right. Yeah. Because that movie did so well uh-huh. that it's actually started a conversation, specifically in Germany, where they've tried to avoid it for a long time. Sure. I, I think there are actually still laws that yes. make it illegal to show the swastika. Right. To, I think it's to, illegal here. To form a party. No, I don't think, it, I don't think you, it's illegal here. Are you sure? No, not 100% okay. sure, but I, I would be surprised if it was. I don't know why you'd want to, but well, I would, well it, it would be free speech. I mean, there there have been yeah, Nazi rallies before. That you know what? That's true. They, yeah. the, Any time the KKK gets together, they've got Nazi flags right, and all that yeah, garbage. Yeah. So that's what made right, me think so of why it that. would be. Yeah. But I think that's why it's more appealing to Americans. And I'm looking at it from an American standpoint because I am one. 
but that because the European theater really affected so many more people as far as the game buying audience here in Europe and North America that I think that's just what we kind of gravitate to. Yeah, that's possible. My grandfather was in the Pacific Theater. World I had one in each. I had one in at Guadalcanal and then later at Tarawa. And my grandfather, uh, my dad's side, fought with Patton in North Africa and then later, later in the Ardennes. And we believe won the Silver Star. Wow. He's got one. You're not sure? Well, here's the thing. It's kind of weird. He has one. Okay. We found when he passed away, we found some things. He never talked about the war. He refused to. Hated okay. it. Hated talking about it. Only ever mentioned it in passing, I guess, that he had actually won it, but he never really said why. And when they looked into his medal box later, he had a bunch of medals in there. That was one of them. And we've had a very difficult time trying to get his um, his records, his uh, service records, okay. to find out exactly why he was awarded and for what. Mm. I mean, Silver Star is pretty far up there. It's pretty up there, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, usually you have to be injured pretty badly to get it. Um, that always, or but. you have to do something ultimately uh, heroic, and yeah. we just don't know what it is because mm, okay. he never talked about it. In fact, it's a funny story. Uh, you know what? I'll probably pass on that one. Not think about it. Okay. It's, it's a family story. It's actually pretty funny. I just don't think that anybody here would really, you know, get it. So there's no really no point in wasting all your time on a story. Well, I'm, I'm not sure what battles my grandfather was in, but I know he was a scout pilot for the Navy. So, not an easy job. No, not an easy job at all. And he didn't die, which was quite amazing. In my he opinion. was a, uh, a float plane or a, uh, a seaplane? No, not a seaplane. No, he was, he was on an aircraft carrier. Right, but a lot. Okay, so he was just on a, like a buffalo. Like a regular. A, I, yes, yeah, I, I don't remember what exact plane he had, but it was. It was talking to a, to a history nerd. It, so was a, it, was, it was a standard. It wasn't like it had, you know, it could land on the water or anything like that. My phone is lighting up. I don't know why or who would be calling who me. Who would dare call you? I have no One clue. text message from Mystic Mim. Re- okay. That's she's downstairs. She couldn't just come up and knock on the door. Or... No, of course not. Uh, what does it say? What does it say? Right, I'm not about to repeat that. Very funny, dear. You, no, I'm not going to share that. No, what? Oh, she's come on! Deliberately oh, trying to derail the show come with on. her humor. Do it! I shall... <laughs> come on! I shall not be party to this. I know <laughs> what I'm being sabotaged. <laughs> and th- okay, really? All right. So we'll talk. Scott Powell's had some massive balls. Well, yeah, because you're out there. You've yeah, you're out no there trying guns. to find. Yeah, you're trying to find where the enemy is. Yeah. God help you if they find you first. Like, oh, oh shit, here they come. Run. <laughs> All right. So yeah. unfortunately, he he passed away about ten years ago. So that that's about never... when mine went. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, that one on my father's side went died when I was ten. Okay. It was my other grandfather that died later. That's when my great grandfather died when I was yeah. ten. I think it may, I think it was twelve. I take that back. Sorry. Uh, I really wish I would have talked to him more, too, because he was the one that came over here to America. It's the reason why my family is really? here instead of Scotland. Yes. He came over here when he was 12 with his parents, and like I said, he died when I was 12. Well, he hung in there quite a bit. He, he was very old. He was, he was going strong. He, he, he think he died when he was like 97, and it just happened like all of us. I've told you this before. He had cancer of the ear. No, you have not. Oh, okay. If you have, I don't remember. If all I, right. Well, I mean, he was going incredibly strong. We all thought he was going to live well past 100. I mean, he was living on his own. He was really? He was gardening. <laughs> he was cleaning. Wow. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was feisty. But all of a sudden, he got really, really sick, and uh, the doctor said he had cancer of the ear, and he was, wasn't going to live very long. So he had to have uh, an, in-service, an in-service, an in-house nurse come in, and he lasted about a year after he was diagnosed. That's still hanging in there with ear cancer that age for a year. Yes. 
people want me to are begging me to actually read Mr. Kim's comments, uh, the text messages. No, I'm not going to read them. They're not for dissemination to you people. You know you want to. Wonder why Amtrak isn't a sponsor sometimes. Sponsor of this show? What the hell would we do with Amtrak? Why would? Yeah, wouldn't? It's a crappy train station or train system. I wouldn't want to ride in one of those things. Wouldn't want to ride in a train. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to. We go out to uh, Otumwa, Iowa next summer. You're going to take the train. Taking the train. It's because it goes through the town. It's a lot easier. I guess it's it's a lot closer there than taking a plane to Des Moines and then driving three hours. Ooh, wow. So, yeah. in fact, before that happens, so, so you're going to go from Cleveland to. Yeah, actually, Illyria, and then we're going to hop on the train to Iowa. Straight oh, shot down. Okay. It was like 10 hours. It was like a layover somewhere. But gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, wow. So Nick's actually listening. Mr. Man, hardcore, actually stayed up past his bedtime to listen. And who, who's Sir Nick? I don't know. Some jackass. Uh, some guy I was talking to. All right. Uh, actually, I believe he is a uh, from another location, from another uh, competitive area. Anyway, so he's, I oh, really? saw him hanging out in IRC. I'm oh, like, okay. dude, you work from this other place? Yeah. So you can stay up for the main event? No. Like, be hardcore. Man up. Have some balls. <laughs> listen to the show. Uh, it's only like oh 7 boy. o'clock at night. I don't know where he's from, so it's probably like midnight. So there you go. Derail. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I get the answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think you're going to do it. It took me a minute there, before I got there it, are more, I get the joke now. I think there are more car There are way more car accidents than there are train accidents. Oh, I can't, yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I, I think there are more. When the train you know, crashes, you hear about it on the news because right. it never happens. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I, I'd be curious to see if there are more airplane disasters than there are train disasters. That I honestly don't uh, know. I think, well, I think by percentage, yeah, because there's a lot more planes than there are trains. I mean, how many passenger trains are there real, running? Really? I don't like, really. Like, you know, quite thousand. a few, believe it or not, but I don't know how many. So. What, uh, what are you looking for there, sir? I'm looking for something that I kind of like, and I don't remember where the hell we put it. You know what you should do is you should make I a list know. of them, write them down so they're right next to you. Because there are ones that I would like to send you too that I think would well, be amazing. Well, go ahead. Instead well, pff, you, you can't do the ones you have right now. now sir, Nick's I'm going to add to your misery. See, Nick's complaining about, oh, it's too late at night. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. That's the one I was kind of trying to set up for. There you go. Okay, there you go. There. <laughs> All right, yeah. Go ahead and send it to me. Uh, well, okay, what we need to do is like we have to whittle this down by a good like right. another dozen sound effects we got four pages i've got enough i could fill up like 12 pages oh i'm, I'm sure yeah. I've, I've thought about making like a like an ending one where okay you know, it'd be like i i've literally i I've, i haven't even gave much thought to it it'd be like an ending kind of thing so i like the one from major league which, what, which tonight's final score is we had one hit one goddamn hit you can't say goddamn in the air. Ah, it doesn't matter. No one's listening anyways. See, the, the one I, I definitely would want to do would be uh from talladega nights will ferrell like that just happened I think that would be good to put at the end. Is that the one where you got the Highlander thing from? It's the greatest movie ever. Uh, that's the same. You've never seen... Uh, I've never seen Talladega Nights. I know I'm a big Will Ferrell fan, too. I was saying, so I went it. to see Megamind last night, cause I, you know, like with Will I think, Ferrell. And I, I, I think I will buy you a copy of it. It's probably like five bucks now. It's been out forever. Then I shall watch it. All right. Actually, it's, it, it, it's, it's pretty funny. Speaking of movies, and, we have to the watch. The chicks are amazingly hot in that, too. Really? Holy crap. Uh, it's Leslie Bibb and Amy Adams. Ooh. I like Amy Adams. She's Is she's she still the, redhead in that one. Yeah, she's a redhead. She's actually nice. the the less glamorous one. She's like the the mousy assistant. Don't care that that he ends up with at the end. Don't care. But his wife Leslie Bibb, holy crap, she is hoard up like you wouldn't believe. I like the redheads. Oh, she's out hoeing and all that. She yeah. Humorously, Hounder Two is the worst movie ever made. Okay, but yeah, but not, not the worst, but it is definitely pretty bad. There's a reason for that, of course. First off, how do you how do you make a sequel to something that ends with him being the only immortal left? It's retarded. Uh, he counted wrong. <laughs> Actually, that's what uh, I mean. That's what they did in Highlander Three. Real? Okay, really? That's how they get away with it. There was a 
Uh, Mario Williams. Is it Mario? No, Mario Peebles. I'm sorry. I take that back. Kexman says, I would like to put forward Karen Gillan is the tastiest redhead on TV right now. No, sir, I disagree. That would be Christina Hendricks is the tastiest redhead on TV right now. Right now? Yes. Um, Hands down. I'm trying to remember if, if April Balbi was a redhead or not. I cannot remember. She is amazingly hot, though. Uh, of all time, Jillian uh, uh, G- Anderson would probably be up there. Would it be Maureen O'Hara? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Rita Hayworth, way back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Married to Orson Welles, believe it or not. That must have been a match made in heaven. Yeah, they lasted about six years. Amy, Amy Pond, Pond from Doctor Who. Yeah, she's pretty hot as well. She's actually on the show to be hot. On the, <laughs> that's, that's what we pay your eye candy. I'm, I'm sorry. That's it's it's painfully obvious what it is. She's you know she's she's wearing short skirts all the time and skimpy outfits. Sure, and, you know, I get it. You put two and two together, you don't come up with three and a half. What the hell is that one Star Trek show that I ever watched? Seven had, of nine. Thank is what you're you. Of. That's the one. That's I, exactly. Yeah. I saw like two episodes of that show. I'm like, this sucks and blows at the same time. I'm I kind of like Voyager. It. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate it like some people did. I just kind of took it for because you're it was. a Babylon Five fag. That's why. See, I, I also like I actually like Deep Space Nine as the I best Star Trek. Really, the best? Yeah, I, I uh, thought I, I enjoyed okay. that it was a little darker. It was a little more ambiguous. I did, yeah, I did too. I, I see, Mister. I hated that one. She's not a big Star Trek fan, anyways. Well, like, then I liked go. it. Yeah, I really liked but it. But you like? I mean, especially at the end, there was some really, you know, there's some really revealing stuff and some crazy things. Uh, you, you know, uh, true story. The way they wanted to end Deep Space Nine uh, in the last season, they had a couple episodes where um, Cisco. Remember Cisco? Yes, yeah. He wakes up and he's in an insane asylum, and all the other characters there is like doctors and I think crazy I saw people, whatever. Them, yeah. And they're and the doctors are trying to convince him that his his life as a Star Trek captain or like a captain it's just in space, made up. He's actually just like real life. Yes, and yeah. just made up that he's that he's crazy. And they did it for a couple episodes, but at the at the end of the series, what they wanted to do is they wanted to do the the last scene or whatever it was. I don't remember, but it's not important, right? And then you hear this clapping. And you pull the camera pulls back to show that it's an actual set. It's the actual set that they were doing it. It's on. Actual, it's an actual set that they were doing it on, and everyone was actors. And then the camera turns around, and as it turns around, you see, you see Cisco as the guy that was in the insane asylum. He's a little older, and he's clapping as well. The implication being that that guy created the series based on what was in his head. Now, of course, the implications of that are huge because that would mean that every Star Trek episode was, in fact, not real and fake and all in that, which is why they ended up not doing it. It would it'd be kind of like the, uh, the ending to St. Elsewhere. Where the, the, yeah. It would okay. be that one of those yeah. kind of yes. – it'd be like one of those kind of things. And they decided uh, the, the backlash would be so huge against the fan that you know, fans would probably lynch us and burn our houses down if we did that. I wouldn't put it past them. I think Star Wars fans would do that to Lucas if they can get their hands on them. <laughs> I mean, that guy goes everywhere in like an armored – car and it's like a caravan probably now yeah absolutely but now christina hedrick's the hottest redhead and i tell you where i, I first saw her was uh she had a reoccurring character saffron on firefly good lord yes kexman look what the I hell is know. all it's that it's like a five five line so the highlander series are you are you talking about the the television series or that the was terrible series of music oh, i thought the the television series was good definitely better than I'm some of the movies shocked. the what i, I, I shocked I, I, shocked Chalked? Shot up. I don't like you. Sean Connery was never in the. Yeah, I know series. that. It's still. God, I hate you. I really. Christopher do. Lambert was in the very first episode. Fucking die already. All right, folks, for 7 o'clock, we're at the top of the hour. All right, coming up in the next hour, we've got. Uh, we'll do uh, your story. This okay. big thing of yours. I'll wait till mine later because it's not. 
as fu- a lot of as people as have as a epic. lot of speculations of what happened. But it's not really as epic. Oh, okay. I, I, it's funny as hell. Okay, it'll never get to live it down. But you know, it's <laughs> it, not the same. Is it better than you trying to kill Santa Claus? You know what? Remember, remember that's, the time you tried to poison Santa Claus? That's wow. that's brought up actually at work every how, now and again. How, how are you not sent to military school after that? <laughs> it's beyond me. Like you know what? I'm I'm I'm. You know, imagine your parents sitting by themselves. <laughs> I am really scared for my life right now. I don't. He tried to kill Santa Claus. All right. You know what, honey? Start looking at that military school right now. <sighs> this is what I get for telling you people anything about me. Second Lieutenant Emperor, Slayer of mythical creatures. <laughs> You know what? We got a lot of new listeners tonight. Maybe I'll reset that story uh, in the third hour a little All later. Right. All right, folks, real quick, before we head out um, to our break, real qu- here's the information to get back in the conversation. Uh, for IRC, for email, et cetera, I, it's very important you get in here. It's very important we have interactivity. I love the live shows. I know this gets podcasted later. Yes. But you miss a lot. Oh, absolutely. When you yeah. listen to it later. So hang on. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net. Or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. There we go. Cool. I, I noticed for the second hour you've got the orchestrated Castlevania theme. Was that because yes. I had brought in Symphony of the Night a couple weeks ago? No, I just saw it and snagged it. I've got, oh, okay. I actually have um, all five of the orchestrated uh, concert CDs. Nice. I nice. own one of them still in wrapping. It's actually over there. Oh, you've never opened it? Uh, no. Where, now, where is Crap. it? It's in one of those piles there. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, it's still in the wrapping, and, no, that, that bitch is worth some bucks. So uh-huh. the other four are burned copies I got from uh, Piano Squall, actually. He sent them up to me. Oh, he okay. Sent, That's uh, nice. A couple of his demo, uh, his game CD that he did, all the game music. Uh-huh. So I, I got a couple of those. He gave them to me to give out as, as gifts, because at the time, I was still running the contest song on the old show. I haven't, uh-huh. I haven't done that in like Was it like, get, like guess the song or whatever? Yeah, I'd play like a video game song and then people would try to guess what the song was and I would mm-hmm. randomly pick one and mail them the CD. Oh, gotcha. The problem was I made it more challenging and people kind of lost interest because they couldn't figure out what the yeah. hell it was. Yeah, you know, I, I just saw something online about uh, Guess the Movie and it was like this minute and a half montage of... Uh, scenes from anim- the movie? It wasn't scenes, it was like animated stuff. Like for example, there's like a real quick flash of two lines of fire. Okay. And that's supposed to be from Back to the Future. And then things would just oh. kind of keep keep flowing in and among themselves, and you have to look at them, catch them all. There's like 25 different movies mentioned. Anyways, folks, we'll be back here in about 10 minutes. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to reset everything at the other side of the hour. Highlander is going to have his big story coming up, and we're going to talk about that, as well as a couple other topics. Um, folks, I would not be surprised if we run over this evening. I don't know what you have going on later tonight, Highlander. Nothing important, now. Not, so, not this late at night. Anyways, we'll be back in about 10. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. You're listening to The Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. Okay, well, after that, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on Verse World Productions, VTWProductions.com. This is the Emperor's Court. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. You know, uh, I, could, I could listen to that all day. Yeah, I, all I day, could all too, really. You, you know what I think we need to do? I think we need to bring her on. 
Okay. And do an interview with her just about whatever. But she has to do it in that voice the entire time. That's pretty much how she, shou- how she sounds the entire time. Really? Yes. That's, she's not putting on a Ariana, voice for that? No, Ariana, that's pretty much how she Holy sounds. Holy smokes, that's yes. even hotter. I'd have to be like, hello there. I'm surprised that she's not into more things like anime. I mean, she does voice acting, but... Well, where does she live? Uh, Carolina. See, that's the I reason North why. Carolina. There's, well, there's no anime there. If, if you want to, like, if you want to be an anime specifically, it's New York, Los Angeles, or Dallas. Dallas or Vancouver. That's, that's it. And there's got to be uh, somebody out there who needs a voice actress of, of some kind for a pitch or an ad or a commercial. I can't imagine she would not be picked up for something like that. Well, what, what you usually do if you don't live in one of those areas, uh, you have to put your stuff online. I think she might do something and like then, that. So. And then, you know, producers or whatever would look her up then and listen to her, her voice sample. I will have to. I actually. I would. This I, I would week. love to do that stuff. She's doing that very be, well. I spoke to her this past amazing. week, so I will. You know, we'll, I'll see about that. You know, I, I'd like to get her to record a couple more things I have in mind here. Uh, speaking of recordings, folks, later uh, in this next break coming up, we're going to go ahead and play the Twilight skit. Um, a lot of people have been asking about that since it was Halloween, and you know, the next Twilight movie is getting people talking about it. So the final one thing. Yes. God. No. No. Shit. Anyway. <laughs> oh, th- that's why this, the third one's coming on DVD. So oh, we will okay. play the Twilight skit that everybody likes from a couple months ago. Wow. That's yeah. So we'll get to that. Anyways, uh, a couple things we want to get done before we get to Highlander's big story here. Uh, I want to get th- the mailbag out of the way, and I think we should do the stupid video game moment of the week. Sounds good. So which one should we do first? Uh, you, you can do the mailbag okay, first. Let's do the mailbag first. I, let's find the mail, and then we can do that. So mail, mail. Who's got the mail? You, you do realize this is actually part of the gimmick: the fact that we can never find the right yes. sounder. We well, yes, I, I'm sure for. that's what you tell yourself every that's time. That's exactly what. I, and I'm going to stick to that as long as I there can. There it is. Second row, third. Second there it down. Is. All right, folks. Here we go. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? All right. So a lot in the mailbag, you said? Actually, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, good, bad, ugly? All of it good. Well, all of it Surprisingly, good. nobody complained. Yeah, uh, you know, it's never a solid first week it, unless somebody's it, bitching about It doesn't about bother something. me because they're all, you know, they're, their hatred to me only makes me stronger. Uh, the hell? Okay, I've got I don't know what that. Oh, okay. People have been joining our Facebook. Can you forget about the Facebook? Folks, you can join us on Facebook. It's Emperor's Court. The Emperor's Court. Look it up on Facebook. Join us uh, as a friend. You uh-huh. can go ahead and do that. Somebody just posted on your wall, sir. I, yes, believe, it's, I, it's I believe it's the Baron. Baron Von Gosu. Need more Baron. We demand it. You know what? I'm tired of hearing this shit from him. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to get him to come on the show. Didn't, He's got one thing going on or another. I can't make it. I've didn't didn't work. you just say like two weeks ago you wanted him to come on for some yes, reason or another? Yes. I want to have a roundtable. I've wanted to do a couple roundtables. We've got three microphones. Plus stand and the uh, cable that were paid for by our donors. Right. We got a third microphone for the express purpose of bringing various people in here to do the show. Now, granted, we're gonna we were gonna wait till I get this new house, which right. is probably gonna be closed in the next two months. In which case, we're gonna have a lot more space to bring people in to sit around the table to do the show. Uh-huh. But this guy, people have asked for him to come on. They like his impressions. They like because he's a smartass. Him and you will just destroy any <laughs> any semblance of a decent, organized show. Well, I mean, really. Start broadcasting radio show. I will be the actual voice of reason. If wow, you that is that. saying something, sir. Jeez. And that's kind of my point. So, so people are sending me emails, actually, as the show is ongoing. Which um, is not a problem. But. This one I had to resend myself because people have been sending them to me at work, and I don't particularly care for it. What is this? 
Oh, I get you. All right, unleft. This so is what he's talking about. So it's not opening up. What, well, it, it's because it's Cox Cable, and that takes forever to get through. So oh, hang okay. on just a second. So yes, Baron Von Gosu, my worthless brother, if he ever actually gets the time on a Saturday evening to come and sit and join the show, we've got the microphone here. All he has to do is show up, so we can do that. Now, my Cox Cable is being very similar to its name right now, so hang on just a second. I'm also doing the video chat here on VTW Productions. Uh, what the hell is he eating? Oh, he's eating a... An ice cream, ice cream. bar? Yeah. yeah. We're down to th- six people. We have uh, like 12. Apparently, this week is Stovepipe Abraham Lincoln Week. I, I did not realize I, I would have dressed appropriately. I would have, too. I, my apologies. I should have brought something here, but I, I <laughs> would have gone and bought one. All right, we're not going to get that. If I can open up my freaking email, we may have to go and do the stupid video game moment of the week because my email wow. is not playing Good nicely. Yeah. What's an ice What's cream bar? What's an ice cream bar? Somebody don't ever breed, sir. So your stupidity doesn't infect the rest of the human gene pool. <laughs> all right, fine. What happened much- in five hundred years? Jeez, humanity's stupid. What happened? Well, we pointed it all back to this guy named Kexman. Kexman started breeding like a rabbit, and then his kids had kids, and now all of a sudden, civilization sure has come to an end. I'm fairly certain, having heard his show and, and heard him speak, that Kexman's family tree doesn't branch. He has a show. Well, he did. Well, it just goes through that, that anybody can get a show if he can get a show. Well, that's essentially it. Anyways, first <laughs> up. All right, Amp. There are several swords with a gun attached. This is about the gunblade debate we had uh, last week. Okay. There are several swords with a gun attached to them displayed uh, at the Met in NYC. Yeah, it's called a bayonet. Yes. I believe one is from way back with the flintlock system, but several have a revolver-type magazine for the gun. Here is one of them, and All he right, sends me a... Let's take a photo of this Let's thing. take a look and see what this looks like. <laughs> it's going to be like a musket with a... The hell? What the hell? Okay, right. I would I would not call that a gun blade. I'd call that retarded. It's like a butcher knife. Not even a butcher, but a like meat a cleaver. cleaver. Yeah, yeah, like a meat cleaver, and someone pinned on an old flintlock pistol, like old school, very very small caliber. I, I think it would be more like it'd be more like a diversion. Like you have like almost like a spy thing, almost. right? Like, like you're you're hacking hacking the meat. You're like mm, it there looks it is. a lot like the. Uh, and then you hurry up and. Pull the trigger. It looks a lot like the uh, uh, the meat cleaver, the uh, the bone saw from the medic in, in T Fortress Troop with a gun on it. Bone saw, yeah. Bone saw <laughs> is ready. I, I couldn't couldn't resist. It's, <laughs> I knew it's like it's like, like Roger Rabbit comes. with shaving a haircut. You know, you, you have shave to shaving a haircut. All right, two bits. I guarantee there's like three people listening that even know what the hell that is. Bone saw? No, Roger. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I bet you people know about Roger Rabbit. Anyways, blades with guns seem like a great idea for the cavalry. Not a history major, so I don't know if they actually made them specifically for those guys. No, they didn't. No. Thank you for helping me get through. Get through. T-R-O-U-G. <laughs> Thank you for getting me through college by providing great weekly entertainment. Zubrick. Ha! Oh, looks I like you need to go it. back, sir. I love it. True All right. College. Martyrdom here. I don't think that would work for the cavalry because you're either hitting someone or, or shooting them. Shooting them. Yeah, it, that would not be. You're going to no. try and. You're going to try and switch between the two while you're riding a horse? I could launch into a very large uh, lecture about that. And hell, if we were playing Napoleon Total War, I could actually point it out since it would be actually playing out in front of you. But uh, no, nobody would be interested. In I, that, would, so. I would rather have the pearl-handed pistol at my side. There you go. Okay, Patton. Part- martyrdom here. In last week's show, you and Highlander both discussed the scariest video games you've ever played. I asked whether or not either of you had played Amnesia, The Dark Descent. You both regarded that ne- You both regarded... That neither of you have even heard of it. Recently, a friend of uh, to us all, Total Biscuit, did a review of Amnesia, so I thought I'd toss you a link to this video playthrough. Yeah, I took a look at it. It's, it's not bad. Uh, keep uh-huh. in mind, I'm not a big video game 
or a big scary game type guy. The horror right, genre right. really doesn't do it for me. Uh huh. Um, it's actually pretty lengthy, and though, so we'll you know, if you want them, Highlander, I will forward them too. If you want to take a look at, yeah, it. I'll go ahead. I'm always interested in looking at that Let's Plays. So uh, let me send you to. I'll send it to you now. Folks, if you want to get in touch with Highlander, it's not hard. Highlander1G at gmail.com. This is true. Although that's usually for the quickening, which is coming up, folks, at the end of the show. Don't forget the quickening. Um, that's a bonus article. Don't need that. That's from you. Um, the other one I had to delete because that was asked. it was a question they asked me off the air. Uh-huh. Don't read this on the air. Well, I'm going to do it anyways. I'm just not going to say who it was. <laughs> and the question was why I had a, had a problem with um, people from another station. I'm not going to launch into the entire giant story here, mainly because it's very quickly becoming irrelevant. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's you know kind of hard to kick the autistic kid when he's down. Actually, it's not hard, and I like doing it. I'll do it a few more times probably, but it really is kind of getting played out, and it is very quickly you know becoming a non-story here. Yeah, I'd say within the next month or two, it'll it'll be completely, completely gone. Yeah. So it's not really something to bring up, but. If you go back and listen to any of my old shows, uh, we've done like what twenty three, twenty four since we've moved. I yeah, I think this is episode twenty four since yeah. we made the move. Um, By the way, what does the, the new, new era mean? The new era. I, you know what? I was trying to figure out a way to differentiate between the shows we did for a while radio and the shows we did. For oh, DPW. okay. And I st- after a while, I stopped doing it because people were just getting confused about how the episodes were going. I'm See, like, I, I was kind of thinking, right. is it like a Napoleon thing? Like no, when he, no, no, when he no, took no. over France, it's the new era. Yeah, I wasn't sure. No, that was the hundred days. No, I just think new era. Like it's a new era because we're on VTW, and at the time we were on OFG. Okay. I was just trying to figure out a way to differentiate the shows we did prior. Because I've been on, what, three different networks now. I've had the 1G network I ran for many years. I've been on WoW Radio and now VTW. So I was just trying to figure out a way to differentiate one era versus another. And it just didn't make any sense after a while. People just got, you know, because a lot of people ask me, well, if you've been on the air for years, how come you only got 24 episodes? You know, then you have to launch into a giant diatribe as to why. Uh So anyways, um, yeah, so I'm not going to get into that necessarily. Just assume that they really effed us over. We haven't forgiven a fort, and we're glad to see things are happening the way they are. All right. Uh, these were sent to me at my work email, which I've never given out, and just as, would appreciate. That's kind of weird. This yeah. one I actually received in my email, uh, my home email, a couple hours ago. Emperor, just wanted to thank you for actually doing your effing show. Always on time, every week, you bring an awesome and entertaining show. I never feel like, F-E-L, I never feel like piss like you piss all over your listener base which the same can't be said for other stations who shall remain nameless. Actually, he did, print, he did do feel correctly. It's Carrera, F-E-L. okay. The but the other ones, yes. I yes, agree. Carrera. All right. Good to know. Yeah, we try to be here all the time. The only, I mean, we've only really had to cancel two shows, one because I was in the hospital, right. and one because I had pneumonia, which is because I ended up in the hospital. All right, Eben Highlander, epic props on the past several weeks' episodes. Wicked sick, brah. Keep up the good work. Raj. Brah. All right, <laughs> Emp. Just got done listening to the Halloween show. My sides are splitting. I'm crying from laughing so hard. Awesome shit, man. Keep it up. Dairy. Okay. okay. Emp and Highlander, since the next show will happen after elections in the U.S., us, I'd like to hear your opinions on the results. Also, hope Highlander reads my quickening question. Johnny Ace. I think I did pick yours, if I remember correctly. Okay. I think I remember which one it says here. So the so results our, of the U.S. election on Tuesday. Well, it, obviously our opinions will differ. But, right. Uh, go but, ahead and... Uh, Tell me what you think of the uh, U.S. election. I think you got your ass handed to you, which I think everybody expected. I don't think they expected the House to go as far as it did. Uh-huh. I don't think they expected to get 63 or 64 seat pickups and more before this is over. 
And I don't think that they plan on getting at least seven seats in the Senate. I know I didn't. I thought the Senate would get like two or three. No, no, I didn't personally. The governorships, I think, is the more important of the three, is the fact that we picked up like, what, 12 governorships? Because here in the United States in the 2010 census, the governors get to redraw the districts, the congressional districts here. So if you have a Republican governor, chances are he's going to redraw the districts so that heavily Republican areas are going to be concentrated for certain seats. And the Democratic ones spread out so that they can't really concentrate. Which is you know, bullshit, in my opinion. Right, but that's always been the way it is, and the Democrats have redrawn them the last two times. Oh, absolutely. I, just, so, I think it should just stay the way it is. Right. I, I, I've never been a fan of gerrymandering. Which um, is right. And, and that's really what it is. Yes. Um, and I'm not sure... Obviously, anything can happen in the WWE, but <laughs> my guess is that the Democrats will not recapture the House in the next 10 years. You've you lost, think? You've lost it for a generation. I don't know. Because, re- because of that gerrymandering, if nothing else. I don't think Unless so. something radically changes, and I don't necessarily... Th- I think this is about as radical as it's going to get. But I, I will say this. Um, and we're not going to turn this into a politics show. I'm just going to quickly bolt this out here. Okay. This is not necessarily a mandate for everybody voting for Republicans for the sake of voting for Republicans, okay? As much as I'd like that to be the case, being a conservative. I think this is more of a, we don't like the people in charge right now because they didn't do what they said they were going to, so we're going to throw them out. And the only other option are you guys. So I think a big part of it is we're voting in the Republicans because we're all excited to vote ourselves in. And I think a bigger part of it is the country is sick of everybody saying, look, they got a shot. They've had it since 2006. They've had both houses and the presidency since 2008. They've done nothing you know, except put in reverse. So we're tossing them out. We're putting you in. You better damn well do something or we're going to toss you out in 2012. That's the thing. This is not a Republican revolution. This is the country as a whole saying we're pissed. From all walks and from all sides. People are mad. They want less government, they want less taxes, and they want people to stop spending money left and right. That's what I took out of it. That's what you took out of it? Yes. Well, obviously, I'm certainly very disappointed in what happened. I also find it kind of hypocritical that the, uh, the same people that voted in didn't bother to show up at the polls in two years. Right. That's unfortunate. I think a well, lot now, more has to do Is with that it. Because no, of their, I, do you think it's because they're just pissed off at them? And they said, well, pff, we're just not going to support them anymore? Or is it just... Possibly. I, eh, I, think that, I think that a lot of the, the people that voted in Obama were younger people, and yes. younger people are always a lot flightier when it comes to yeah, getting them true. to the polls again and again and again. So that certainly didn't work to our advantage. Uh, there were some, some interesting uh, governorships that won. I was uh, very happy to see Lincoln Chaffee win. Uh, he's an independent, but he's not a Republican, which is fine with me. Uh, I have to say, I think that the reason the Republicans won as much as they did is not because the country as a whole is angry. I think a lot of it has a lot more to do with the recent Supreme Court decision that corporations are people and are allowed to spend as much money as they'd like to. Proven by perfect fact, Democrats outspent the Republicans four to one across the board in this election. Fact. I'm, I'm not counting. I'm not discounting. What I'm okay, saying is that what I'm saying is that when you have certain corporations and corporations are generally conservative by nature. Corporations that are, are throwing millions and millions and millions of dollars like down. Like NBC? Yeah, like NBC. But there's more than one corporation. But they didn't throw the money to the Republicans. Go ahead. So you're saying that because one corporation didn't... No, I'm just saying, you're saying are, are, you know, for the most part, conservative. They're not. Some are. Uh, I, Some are not. Thank you for saying mo- for the most part. So Go ahead. Th- thank you Continue. for agreeing with me. Uh, I do not. That because, well, Go of ahead. course you don't, but that's because you're wrong. All right, get out of your broad anyway. brush there, buddy. Oh, that's the pod calling the kettle black, sir. But because... I'm not black. Well, you're acting like it right well, now. Well, I am from the waist down. Continue. You wish. 
<laughs> you do wish. But because there are so many corporate factors that contributed to the Republican Party in such large numbers, it was, it was much more relatively easy to have Republicans spend a lot more money on ads, which they did more than Democrats. It's unfortunate. And I think that that had a lot more to do with the Republican swing, especially in the House, which, which we did get more Republicans than anticipated than, say, the average American citizen spending their particular money to Republicans as opposed to Democrats. Now, we'll see in 2012 what happens. Like I've told him off the air before, I, I see Obama winning again. I, I, don't, do see, I don't see any, I don't any Republican I don't either. coming up against it. I, I still think that if things go the way, they, the way they go, I think there's a good chance that the Republican Party could even split in two, which I think obviously that you know, makes me happy, especially with the Tea Party. Because as, as of right now, it seems as though you've got two different, two different groups trying to vie for leadership of the Republican Party. You've got Republicans that, I don't want to say they aren't as conservative as, as other members of, of the Tea Party members, per se. They are. But people that are, are at least willing to talk to Democrats and try to reach some sort of compromise to get things done. As opposed to the other faction of the Republican Party, which is the Tea Party, who, you know, come hell or high water, they're going to do what they're going to do and everyone else be damned which, of course, usually results in absolutely nothing getting done. So we will see what happens in the next two years. I predict that now nah, they're not going to get a whole lot done in two years, especially since they've not been able to come up with a viable plan as to what they want to do. They've not been able to say how they're going to lower taxes. They've not been able to say what they're going to do with the health care bill that passed other than repeal it. Yes. They'll replace it with what? Nothing? Okay, if that's your plan, nothing. It seems to me that's the Republicans' plan is we're angry and we're going to do stuff. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, we're angry. That seems to be the Republican Party manager right For now. the sake of time, I'm going to let you get away with all that and just let you go. Okay. I'm going to be happy with the win, and we'll see where we go from there. So for the Democrats... Sorry, buddy. All right, now, on the stupid video game moment of the week. Where's the thing for that? Right there. There. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. All right, folks. So, Alrighty. what do we got this evening, Highlander? Did you open it? Yeah, let's bring it up here. Oh, okay. I got it, I got it, I got it. There up. we go. There you go. Alrighty, here we go. Everyone around the world knows the name of Superman. You'd have to live in a rock if you didn't. In 1999, Titus Software released a game based on Superman for the Nintendo 64 called Superman. More commonly known among fans as Superman 64, this game advertised had the following features. Play as Superman through 14 alternating indoor-outdoor levels. Use the Man of Steel's special abilities for flight, heat vision, freezing breath, super strength, and x-ray vision. Pick up and use objects as weapons. Battle on land, underwater, and in the sky against such villains as Metallo, the Parasite, Darkseid, and Lex Luthor's minions. Four-player compatible modes. Game comes with collector's edition edition of collector's edition Superman comic book. Sounds fun, right? What could possibly go wrong? Well, to begin, the game was supposed to ship actually 1998. But at a preview at the 1998 E3, fans were, shall we say, less than receptive to the game. Among other bugs, and there were plenty of them, they mentioned gameplay hindering frame rates. That means the game would go incredibly slow at times for no reason. And unforgivably unresponsive controls. Titus wisely decided to hold back release of the game for the better part of a year. Obviously, they were intent on fixing those problems. So what did they fix upon release in 1999? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The exact same problems that were exposed at E3 were still there. 
But that wasn't the biggest problem with Superman 64. Simply put, the game isn't fun at all. According to the game's booklet, the story is as follows. Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen have disappeared. They've been kidnapped by the malevolent powers of Lex Luthor and Brainiac, who have brought them into a virtual reality version of Metropolis. Titus apparently decided to go with the virtual... Yep, did we miss it? No, I got a highlight. Oh, there it is. Titus decided to go with the virtual reality Metropolis story to explain the horrendous rendered graphics. Previously at E3, they had told gamers that Lex Luthor had created kryptonite fog to envelop the city. Hmm. Superman must then beat 14 different challenges that Lex Luthor has set out for the Man of Steel. And what diabolical tests has Luthor set out? Flying through rings. More than once. Who wouldn't want to pretend to be Superman just so they could fly through rings? Lex Luthor truly is evil. Even when it's not evil rings of evil, sometimes the mission can be impossible to beat. As an example, Superman is given mere seconds to fly to a car and pick it up before Luthor's henchmen get get to it and blow it up. Simple enough, right? Well, not when the AI blows the car up immediately at the start of the level, it's not. And the controls for taking off landing and picking objects up are so buggy that it normally takes three or four mashings of the button to execute what you want to do. Unforgivable frame rates, horrible control issues, and wretched graphics all combine to put Superman 64 on my short list of worst video game ever. Superman 64, the video game industry's kryptonite. Another stupid moment in video game history. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. I remember that one, too. You, you've, you've played that one before? Yeah, Baron actually had a, a nice 64. We actually had a differing opinion when we were kids. I um, this I think I was like a senior in high school uh-huh. when it first, the PlayStation first came out, and he was like a, like a freshman in high school. And we had enough money that we decided... I was going to buy a PlayStation, and he was hell-bent on getting an N64. Uh-huh. And I laugh at his stupidity to this day. <laughs> There's like three games on that entire console he liked. He spent more time begging to play my PlayStation than any uh, the amount of time he played on the N64 for anything. I'm talking like Legend of Zelda, Mario 64, and that was about it. That's it. Anyways. That I, game is horrible. I, I, Absolutely horrible. Yeah. Martyrdom says, I wonder if they made a special segue drop-in for Forbidden Knowledge. <laughs> sure we did. Just like the last uh, umpteen weeks. Yeah, I mean, literally, um, there there are people that have done video reviews of it. So if you uh, yeah. if you want to look at it, just go ahead and do a search, and you'll you'll see people playing it. I mean, literally, you're you're flying through rings, and then that's it. And then you're picking stuff up, and then you're you know it's oh it's so horrible, so horrible. It's it's one of the worst games ever. I guarantee it. So speaking of the worst things ever in history, ever? wow. You had a rough week. I did have a pretty rough week, yeah. Week, not week. week. Well, week. when you were rough week, yeah, you stuff go. to you know. Rough week. Pilot Wings was fun. Yeah. I, no, Pilot Wings. Pilot no, Wings? No, that was for Super Nintendo, dude. Yeah. Not N64. I, I, was, wasn't there a, a Pilot Wings 64? I, I, if there was, I never heard of, I, heard of it. I never it's, played I the impossible. N64 at all. So I think I, I had the Super Nintendo, skipped the 64, and then I bought the GameCube. I actually bought the GameCube for Eternal Darkness. Oh, man. You did that, too? I did not yeah. buy the GameCube. I, I bought it for Hell no. I bought it for Eternal Darkness. Fun game. I think that's the only game I ever had for the, for the GameCube. You know what? It's Final Fantasy VII that bought, made me buy the PlayStation. There so, you go. I mean, yeah, sometimes there you go. there's like one title that just makes you I mean, like, under, the store understand, and throw down I money. I I didn't get it right away. I think, I think I paid like 50 bucks for the GameCube when I got it. Okay. I so it had been right. out for a long time. Kind of like what I did with the Dreamcast. I bought the Dreamcast for 40 bucks so that I could play Soul Calibur which is an amazing fighting game. 
So tell me if you're crappy weak. All right. Well, you obviously know about the crappy week. I know some of it, yes. Okay. So anyway, uh, obviously you guys know that... Uh, yeah, you better start it because we have a lot of new listeners. You may want to reset right. exactly where this is coming from. Uh, since 2001, since nearly the beginning of the particular convention, I have been on staff with a convention called OhioCon, which is an anime convention that takes place in Ohio. First couple of years it was in Cleveland, and then it moved down to Columbus. Actually, it moved down to Columbus because of me. I was the one who moved it down there. Because, a wise decision. Yes, there was no other place to put OhioCon in the Cleveland area because Cleveland area and conventions, as we recently found out again, is bad news bears. So I had to turn in my uh, information, my personal information, like address, things like that, along with my hotel room preference, you know, if there's anyone that I wanted to stay with, by November 1st so that I'd be able to be eligible for my hotel room. OhioCon pays for the hotel rooms of its staff, which I think is very nice to do. So anyway, I sent it in on October 31st, and apparently there was, there's also some sort of staffing thing that I need to complete as well, like a how to staff thing, you know, what to do if the hotel's on fire, things like that. And I've just now lost the emails that I had, and I cannot... Where the heck are you? Would it be easier to pull them up here on the... On the PC, as far as no, because a lot of them were they were sent to my other email, not to not to Highlander. Okay, so and we can't oh, access we that go. from here. Okay, go ahead. well, it would make it much more difficult. Hold on, I okay. think I got. Yeah, well, hold on, do I got it? There we go. Okay. So anyway, October thirty first, I send in my info, and I also send in, hey, you know, can you direct me to where I need to go to do the staff training? And I get this email on November second at two twenty six from. Alan Shaw, who is the current CEO of OhioCon, which I will have more to say about that later. And it goes as follows. Adam, I would like to extend my thanks for your help in the past with OhioCon. But with the new staffing model for 2011, we will not have the capacity to use you this year. Alan Shaw, CEO of OhioCon. Now, what that basically means, that's, that's corporate speak, or trying to be nice speak for you're fired. So I have been fired from OhioCon. And this is coming out of left field. Because when completely you told me, out of you left field. You had no idea this was coming. Of course not. No, not at all. Completely ridiculous. So the email I sent back to him, and I got to scroll up to get it. Boop. Alan, I'm afraid you'll have to be more specific in your decision behind firing me, which is what has apparently happened. Your reasoning that the new staffing model cannot give you the capacity to have me, a three-time con chair of OhioCon and two-time head of guest relations on guest relations staff, is rather dubious and smacks of unprofessionalism. For over two years now, I have not had access to the staff area of the forums because of the vindictive attitude of the previous CEO, Dusty Phillips. This means I have had to rely on the generosity of other staffers to inform me of relevant staff information when they could. On many occasions, they themselves could not let me know of pertinent information. I have never once openly complained to the rest of the staff or the public at large about this, but continually asked in a respectful manner to be added back only to be ignored again and again. Despite differences between myself and the board of directors, I have always arrived at OhioCon and done whatever is asked of me with no questions asked. I have on numerous occasions asked my department head and con chair, Emily DeJesus, what I could do to help pre-con. I've been told time and time again that my help was not needed and that I only needed to arrive on site to begin my con work, which I have faithfully done. With my in-depth knowledge of not only conventions in general and guest relations, I have been honored to serve as a guest relations staff for multiple conventions, 
such as Katsukan, Akon, and Nekokan, and have served, are serving in other capacities on different staff at conventions like Otakon, Anime Central, Kunikon, and Worldcon. To be told that my knowledge, expertise, and work that spans over a decade is not wanted or even needed is quite disturbing. I can guarantee, without looking at the current guest relations staff, there is no one on that staff that is more experienced with guest relations than myself. I have not sought since the end of OhioCon 2006 to regain my former position as con chair or seek a position on the board of directors, despite the claims of one or two individual persons whom several staffers have informed me of their words. But given my long tenure with this convention, with I, which I have shed blood, sweat, tears, time, and money, I believe it is only fair that I be given a better explanation. Thank you for your time. I look forward to hearing your answer. Highlander. I haven't heard anything from them, which I wasn't too surprised because I'm, I'm actually surprised they even had the balls to tell me I was fired. All right. Now, I got to tell you, I am not privy to the inner workings of OhioCon because I'm not on staff, never have been, never have anything to do with them. Right. Who is this guy? Well, I'll tell you. The reason this guy is the CEO of OhioCon is because he's dating the, the true person that runs the convention that would be Melissa Phelps. Melissa Phelps is on Who the Who I've bo- met, I think, once. She's kind of shorter? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. She is the puppet master of OhioCon. The, the previous CEO that I mentioned, Dusty Phillips, yes. was her choice to be con chair. And I can tell you right now, I, I, I know some of this is going to sound shady because I'm going to have to say several staffers and things that I've seen. But understand well, you that, don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Exactly. Let, I don't want to throw right, anyone under right, the right. bus. And plus, there are people on staff that are afraid that the same thing will happen to them that's happened to me. So a lot of this has been told in confidence. So I apologize. I can't give you better, better sources and credentials other than certain staffers at OhioCon. So please, you know, I beg your forgiveness. But the, the previous CEO, Dusty Phillips, I know for a fact, was handpicked by Melissa Phelps to run the convention. Okay. And I also know that I'm, I, on several occasions, Melissa has referred to herself as the puppet master with, you know, d- with the CEO, Dusty. She's actually called herself that. Yes, with, with Dusty I as see. his puppet. I see. Yes. She's, she's said that to a few people that she believed that was trusted not to say anything, but obviously they were not trusted because they told certain other people, one of them being me. Which I am assuming is because they didn't like the choice. Uh, to, well, they, they didn't really like the choice, for one thing. Uh, Dusty was very, very confrontational to the point where you know, several staffers have left because of him. They just didn't like him at all. Okay. Uh, everyone knew that Melissa was really the one in charge, and this was just her way of being in charge without actually being responsible for anything. So if something goes wrong, oh, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It was the CEO. He did it. I see. I can tell you for a fact that with Dusty, he didn't make any decisions on his own without consulting Melissa. Like I said, Melissa being the puppet master and him being the puppet. So now we fast forward to this guy who she's dating? Yes, yes. All right, now I, I'm going I'm to prompt you and ask you because, again, I don't know how specifically... Sure, I, I, I consider this like an interview, so go ahead okay, and you know, tell me your, your questions. Is there anything in place that prevents them from, from some kind of like nepotism, which is... I, uh, is this guy qualified for it? Has he done conventions before? I mean, because nope. if he is... Then... No, he is not. He is an oh. IT representative for... Not to represent, he's an IT guy from Hewlett-Packard. Well, I mean, we all have jobs. I right, mean... that, that is his job. Okay. He, has, he has never worked a, a convention in his life. He's never worked, especially like an anime convention, never. Never worked an anime convention all at right. all. Uh, at all. Then explain to me how this happened, because I'm a little confused. Well, 
he started dating Melissa two weeks prior to the convention, to the last convention. Okay. It would have been OhioCon 2010. Okay. They uncovered the fact that Dusty Phillips had been stealing money from OhioCon. A great the, okay. deal. All of right, money. now hang on. Yes. I'm going to stay hanging. Hang, I'm going to try to stick with you here. Okay. These are all names I'm not familiar with. Sure. Dusty Phillips is the guy that she originally pointed the, to yes. be her, when her I, specific con chair. When I was not con chair anymore and I didn't want to be con chair, I was completely burned out. Okay. Because it, 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 it burns you out, yes. Uh, she, he, was, he was picked to, to be the con chair. Right. So at the time, okay. he was the con chair. What happened was, after I had stepped down, Dusty, Melissa, it really obviously had been Melissa's idea, and another person whose name is really unrelevant, not important to this conversation, showed up at a meeting and declared that they were the board of directors and they were in charge of everything. They, just, they literally just showed up at a meeting and, and said, we are the people in charge, we are the board of directors. Nobody had a problem with this? Not a peep. Not one peep. Nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had the all same right, reaction right, as well, right. which, which, leads, which begins to lead to what eventually happened. It was a sort of a snowball effect. I, I was perhaps the only one that was critical of what was going on and was not afraid to say it out loud. I think I even showed you, I showed you a, a post I made on the OhioCon forums, and you said, well, that was your problem because you said that stuff out loud. Yeah, you might have. Uh, yeah, it was, a while, it was a while ago. ago I so. forget exactly what the post was about. But, but anyway, this, this guy, Dusty Phillips, was apparently I found out from other staffers actually just recently, believe it or not, talking behind my back, saying that the reason I was not con chair nor I was on the board of directors was because he said that I was the one who was stealing money from OhioCon. The person, right. okay. the person that right. they caught stealing money from OhioCon. So this guy said, was embezzling money from the convention. Yes, large quantities of money. When was this discovered? This was discovered. A little bit after OhioCon 2010. Okay, so about a year ago. About a year ago, yes. I, how much money was he stealing? Um, well, the only thing I can say for fact, absolute fact, the very first meeting after OhioCon 2010, when we as a staff was introduced to Alan as the CEO out of nowhere, uh, Melissa Phelps had said that uh, Dusty had stolen $70,000. Holy shit. From that particular really? convention. Yes. 70000 Now, extrapolate that out to the previous 2007. 70 grand. Seven, 07, 08, 09, 010, where he was the person in charge. He was, he was the concert in 07 and the CEO in 08, 09, and 010. You know, Fred's and in the last year, he, told, he stole 70000 Like I said, I can't prove that he stole 70000 every year. I can tell you that still, that as the con chair, I knew exactly how much all those bills were at the convention center, at the hotel. I knew how much they cost. And even bigger of a fact was that we were finally filling the entire hotel at the Hyatt Regency Columbus. And when you fill the entire hotel, or with enough rooms that the, conven- that the hotel is allowed to give you, there's, by law they have to keep a few rooms open for transit travelers or if Mr. and Mrs. Hyatt show up and they... Somebody, stay, right, yeah, right. Yeah. They have to keep a few open by law. But the, the most they're allowed to give out, we, we hit that number. And when you do that, you don't pay for any of the meeting space in the hotel itself. Previously, we had been, we had been buying it for about $36,000. I'm with Barry. This makes me think I've got to con- get a convention. <laughs> this guy's walking in with seventy grand in his pocket and no, nobody was surprised by this? Uh, I, I mean, this went out and you said they didn't catch him 
for, I mean, because he was uh, okay. No, hang he on. was he was the con chair for 2007, and then he was the CEO. Because, like I said, they showed up one day, announced that you know Melissa, I, and someone else whose name is irrelevant has nothing to do with this. Right, are the new board of directors. We are in charge. They elected someone else to be the con chair, which was Emily DeHazer. She's been the con chair since 2008 forward. Now, Emily, I will give her credit. Emily is a great person. She has fought for me on numerous occasions for other things, and I usually have gone to her to you know talk about ideas for the convention and things like that and she's always been receptive okay all right so when they came across and I, i'm jumping around here because i'm trying to piece that's, it all that's together fine. and that's i'm fine. sure everybody listening home is trying to do the same i know we have a we have a big anime uh fan base and a lot of guys go to conventions sure. we've met them at conventions absolutely um was the seventy thousand dollars embezzled? Did they at this meeting? Did they say it was from the, the previous convention, or was it all together? Did they say there was a time frame as to when they thought? No, they just said it? that he had stolen seventy thousand, and it wouldn't have made sense to say that it was over a period of time because constantly, all the time, Dusty would be saying that the convention has no money, that we don't have any money, we're doing things on a shoestring budget, we can't afford to do certain things. Now, obviously, we know why because. He was taking the money. So just for the record, yes. when you left as con chair, when you said enough is enough, I need a break. Yes. The convention was making money, had money in the bank, and was, was I mean, solvent. I mean, it was that, that year it was solvent. The previous year it had actually lost money because I had extended the convention too much. And I had, okay. to, get, I had to get a loan in order to make sure we've covered all our costs. So at the end of the last convention you were con, chair, con chairman. Yes. The bills were paid. The bills were the paid. money was in the bank. Yes. And you were fine going into the next year. Yes, we were fine. Even, even if the convention ends up with zero at the end of the convention, it's still fine because we have all year to generate the money okay. necessary. So even, even if we were at zero, we'd still be fine, which obviously we have been because apparently he'd been taking all the money. But, I mean, like I, I it was – and the, the crazy part about it is when, when they announced that uh, Dusty had stolen all this money, there, there were a few reactions – saying, well, are we going to prosecute him, which we should have. But the, the answer was, no, no, we're not going to prosecute him. So drop it. This son of a bitch takes $70,000 from gets away this with organization, and, gets, well, and nobody decides to go after him for it. Not a one. Not a one. I don't, I, I, you're my friend, and I don't remember you ever lied to me, but i got to say I don't necessarily believe that. I find it very difficult that any person, rationally saying otherwise, would allow somebody to walk away after pocketing $70,000 of your money, not go after his ass. I have, a, I, I'm I have a theory about it. It's only a theory. I can't prove it. I mean, do you want me to tell you, or would that be slanderous? Or uh, It's your theory. You're speculating. Okay, it's All right, pure you speculation. Don't fact, you're just piecing stuff together. Pure this speculation. is the story as you... Cause i got to tell you, I'm sitting here, I don't know all of it, but it of course. sure as hell sounds awfully... Shady to me. It's very shady, if you ask my now, uh, now I understand why you're so tight-lipped all week. Yes. Uh, you were saving all for... Okay, go yes, ahead. Yes, exactly. My speculation, and it's pure speculation, is that the people in charge of OhioCon right now plan on doing the exact same thing. That is my honest... That is my opinion. That's you my speculation. that's what's going to happen. I think that is what's going to happen. I find it very convenient that this guy shows up out of nowhere... Two weeks prior to the convention, has no anime convention experience whatsoever, starts dating the person who is responsible, really, he, the kingmaker, for lack of a better term. And then a month and a half later, the person that the kingmaker handpicked to be the person in charge 
All of a sudden, they discover that he's stolen all this money, and he's booted out. And guess who's guess who the replacement is? This new guy, who was handpicked by the same who's person. Handpicked the by the exact same right. person. Are we are we speculating that the money is going back to this other person? Perhaps that, like I said, is a pure speculation. There's no proof to say there that is that's the case. absolutely no proof. I'm basing it on the fact that, like I said. This person, Dusty, after, you know, after I had finished being con chair, was handpicked by this girl to be the new con chair, the new person in charge. And like I said, this person ran everything by, by Melissa, by the kingmaker. He couldn't make a decision about going to the bathroom without calling her up first. So to say that all of a sudden they've discovered that he's been taking money, like I said, it's pure speculation. I find it on the border of incredulous. Uh, yeah. To say the least. Go on. I, go on. No, okay, I see what you're doing right there. Yeah. So anyway, this, so this guy shows up, and in a month and a half, he has his name on the, on the thing for OhioCon. He owns the name OhioCon. So he owns the trademark. Does he own the yes. bank account? He owns the bank account yeah, as well. The bank account no, is in his name. Does. So like I said, pure speculation, but I'm trying to put two and two together, and it sure does seem like it's coming to four. All right, so let me recap here. So the previous con chair to the one that's current yes. stole $70,000. That's, that, that's the only that we can confirm. And I can, no rationale was given as to why he wasn't prosecuted. Or no, why he wasn't brought up to the police and said, this guy, we've got proof that he's you know, taking money from us. That's, that's the long and the short of it. People say, are we going to prosecute him? Actually, Emily DeHangius was the one who said, are we going to prosecute him, right? No, we're, we're not. We're just going to let him go. We're going to make a clean slate. We're going to start over. We're going to, you know, sp- split our ways from Dusty, who, you know, has not worked OhioCon since. I, or any I gotta, other convention, I think, for that matter. I've got to tell you. Um, like I said, 70000 is all we can confirm. That's it's, fine. It would be logical to assume that he's taking more than 7, 000, that. It would be 7000 dude. That, I mean, embezzlement is I understand why your, your staff wasn't up in arms saying this is bullshit. We want answers. It's See, I, I hate to... That say, would not stand for if I was on there, dude. That and, would and it not didn't, stand. And it didn't stand for me with all the other things that have gone gone on with, you know, with with Dusty, which I believe, like I said, speculation is one of the reasons why I've been fired, is because I apparently, along with, like I said, only like one or two other people have actually voiced their negativity to what the hell's going on here. This is this is bullshit. And all and uh, believe it or not, the only one who has not been fired that has opened their mouth. Uh, one is, is Emily DeJesus, and the other one is Greg Ayers. All right, so then I assume that you weren't the only one let go. Um, well, the, a couple staffers I had talked to were let go, yes. They did not give a reason why. Although, they probably weren't although, given, if you were given a reason why, my guess is they were given the same no, the, boilerplate. The, the impression I got was that they were actually happy they were let go because of all the drama going on. The one I just get up and walk away. For them? Yes. Uh, some of the other staffers I have talked to said that they do hate the people that are in charge, but they like doing their one specific job, and they like meeting the people at the convention. So essentially, as long as we're allowed to go ahead and do our part at the convention we love, then we don't really care what anybody else is doing at the top. That's about the long and the short of it, yes. All right, I'm going to ask this because I think a lot of people would ask the same question. Okay. You are a former con chairman. That's a former three-time con chairman. Right. Yes. So it is not out of the realm of uh, you know absurdity to say that 
you have expressed some interest in having executive authority again. Have you made it known before that you've wanted to come back as co-chairman? I, I actually, believe it or not, it's the opposite. I have, I have said, based on what was going on with OhioCon, like I said, at the time, I couldn't confirm that money was being stolen. But like I said, having known how much all the, all the bills cost and what especially we weren't paying, like with, at the Hyatt Regency Columbus, and then saying we were out of money when our, our attendance kept going higher and higher, which means we're getting more and more money. Right. To, to have the con chair at the time, Dusty, say, oh, man, we don't have any money, made entirely no sense whatsoever. We should have been raking it in handle. We should have been continually rolling money over into the next year based on what we were doing. So this isn't you know, sour grapes because you want to be con chairman and it didn't happen and now they got rid of you because this has, you were this has in a nothing to do match with that. and that's why. No, this has nothing to do with it. Although, like I said, some people, uh, especially people on the board, were saying that I was actually trying to become con chair and board of directors again. When the so opposite you had was no com- interest. I had no interest whatsoever in being con chair I or being the board of did directors. Did you not just announce last week you're taking a job with Worldcon to be head of their anime uh, group? Head of their, of their anime room, yeah. But yeah. well, that's not head of Worldcon, though. No, that's not my, my point is uh-huh. that you're working for other conventions. It's a known commodity for somebody who's now all of a sudden, uh, with the kind of experience that you have, the kind of connection that you have, Yes, I'm trying to figure out why, or at least speculate from my standpoint, since you were not given an answer and I don't know enough about it, right. why you were let go. If it's no news that you have a problem with the way things run, that you've been vocal before, right? why now? Did you say something recently or do something recently? No, in fact, just, just the opposite. I've, I've done hardly anything because in previous years, I've, I've done everything I could to say, is there anything I can do to help? Anything I can, you know, anything I can help with? Anything I can you know, do at all? And nearly a hundred percent no no there's nothing we need done we're cool no nothing at all just uh you know show up at the convention and uh you know you do guest relations stuff and everything would be good my personal belief as to why i've been fired is because they don't like me because i've been like i said i've i've been a a thorn in their side okay the other people that were fired did any of them have any kind of previous executive experience other than you um well, the, the one guy who, who's pretty sure he got fired, he was going to check and see, was another former con chair as well. Uh, he's been somewhat critical about certain things, too. So I wasn't... Okay. Obviously, I was upset, but I wasn't that surprised that he got fired. Emily and Greg uh, not only are, are good at what they do, they're primarily known as guests, and they've been gotten rid of? No, they have not been gotten rid of. Okay. Because I think but it would these be other, horrible PR. These are other people that are vocal about the problems, but because of their position, they can't get rid of them. Uh, because of who they are in the anime community, I don't think they can get rid of them. Uh, Greg Ayers, for instance, goes to, man, there was one year he went to 35 different conventions in one year. Wow. Yes. He runs I'd be glad the, to be invited to one convention. He runs, he runs the, the dance for OhioCon. He's a... He's a DJ. So that's what he does. He's in charge of the whole dance. And we've actually, it's been so popular that we've actually had to have two dances. I should say they, since I'm not with them anymore. Right. OhioCon now has two dances on Friday night and Saturday night. And in fact, we've just this year, we've had to shuffle things around because the room we had it in only could hold 500 people in the room. That's and, not a lot. Dude. Well, yeah, especially when you consider the line to get in had 500 people. Fred says the same thing I'm thinking of. This doesn't make any sense. 
Is there, so we're talking about embezzlement. We're talking about backroom deals. We're talking yes. about unqualified people being given control of an entire convention. And what I don't understand is why somebody who, for one, is dating one of the board members, for two, has never been to an anime convention, has never worked one, never been in charge of one, right. with no background in it, is given uh-huh. control of the copyright, the trademark to the name, the bank account, and is making decisions involving money. Exactly. And your staff, or I'm sorry, the Ohio Con staff, yes. by and large, is taking it and yes. doing nothing about it. Doing is there anything else going on it. behind the scenes at this, this place that is not above bar? Because it sure sounds like some shady shit. Dude. It, it does, yeah. It sounds like a lot of... There, I mean, I can tell you that Ohio, one of the easy reasons in order to, to steal money from Ohio Con is that there is no budget, for one thing. Well, you know what? I'm sorry, but that's on, on your staffing group or their staffing group for not putting in place and saying, look, right. and I, this I, is how things should run. Right, and I will be completely honest with you. I, I will take partial blame for not instituting a budget because when I became con chair, did I ever tell you how I became con chair? No. It was the worst way you'd ever want to, want to put someone in charge. Maybe, maybe this new thing with you know, dating one of the people might be a little worse. This was at OhioCon 2. Okay. Still took place in, in Cleveland. I had gone to the con chair, and you know, then they wanted to know, well, what department are you interested in working in? And I had looked through them all, and I thought guest relations sounded the most fun. So I asked to be on guest relations staff, and they said yes, which I can tell you, having now the experience that I have is the dumbest thing ever, because for all they knew, I could have been some sort of psycho with a chainsaw. Right. And I'm getting I'm right near the guests. You know, I, I could have been some crazy fanboy. So you know, they begging. have a record of disappointing anybody. It's chairman's like, uh, you do it. That's in the early days. That's pretty much what happened. So anyway, uh, believe it. This is actually I find this part the best. The guy who was the con chair decided to abdicate in the middle of between Ohio Con one and two, and he installed his girlfriend as the head of Ohio Con. I now here's why this stuff is a lot. I have no idea. Now here's now then for some reason. The staff did have balls and did have a backbone and went off on this whole thing, everyone threatening to quit and leave. Okay. So the girlfriend dropped down from OhioCon and decided she wasn't going to be the con chair. And actually, that was her last year helping on staff. She was, she was barely on staff in 2002 and then left at the end of the year. So this other guy... The one that actually was the one that uh, believes that he got fired as well. Okay. The previous, yeah. He, he kind of took over, but he took over in September, and he, he didn't really consider himself the con chair per se, although he does now, and that's, that's fine. I don't care about that. He, he basically got everything back on track and back in line because there was, there was a lot of problems going on back then. Uh, OhioCon had not paid the hotel bill for the very first OhioCon, and, was- there were, and there were lawyers coming after us. Well, he managed to get them off our back and was able to pay them. But he, he also made it clear that he was just being like a shepherd. He was just getting us through to the next Ohio con and had no interest in being con chair anymore. So in November of 2000, was it no November of 2001? I'm sorry. November of 2001. I was talking with a person who used to be on staff. He was pretty high up on staff. He's not on staff anymore. And we were speculating on who was going to be the next con chair because nobody really knew. And I had said, well, I bet you I could do it. I mean, it can't be that difficult of a job. How tough could it be? And he said, really? I said, yeah. 
So I show up at OhioCon 2002, do my job, and I'm told on Saturday night that I'm going to be the next con chair of OhioCon. That's how I became con chair of OhioCon. Kind of like Lincoln becoming president. Uh, we're going to pick that guy in the third row. You. you. You're president. <laughs> what? All right. So it, it wasn't a case of I was the most qualified for the job. In fact, I wasn't. It was a case of no one else wanted to step up and take the responsibility of the job. Okay. Yeah. That's basically what it, what it boiled down to. So. Oh, there's stuff going on? Hang on. Okay. I asked that question right there. Ah. Well, when I was con chair, I declared OhioCon's taxes on my personal taxes because OhioCon was it's called a sole proprietary ship. What that basically means is that everything's in your name. You're the, it's kind of like a, almost like a really small business. Everything's not really incorporated. You, know, you just do whatever. So since I was the one in charge, I had to declare it on my personal taxes. But as far as I know, uh, the IRS has not gotten wind of what's been happening in recent years. Go ahead. I, I'm, I, this is something separate. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sure that the IRS would love to have a phone call from a random person, maybe me, maybe other people, about recent activities in OhioCon. My concern is that there are a lot of people that go to OhioCon. I can remember when I was con chair talking to several people who only had a few days off for vacation or had like a week off for vacation and decided to take it for OhioCon, that this was their vacation. They, were, they weren't going to... I could see that, sure. They weren't going to Florida or someplace warm, whatever they were going Staying to. Staying home, relaxing, Stay depressing, home. yes. They were going to OhioCon as their vacation. And that, I got to tell you, that's really humbling to know that you're you know, helping to make sure that someone's vacation is as fun as they want it to be. I'm going to stop you because Tree has a point. He says, why not tip off the IRS and say, we seem to have lost $70,000? Why didn't well, the IRS... I'm, at, okay. I'm, I'm in the middle of getting to that. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, anyway, the, um, as far as other staffers, I mean, you've, you've basically figured out the attitude of other staffers. That's, that's just not going to happen. Okay. As far as why, I'm, I don't know if I want to do it or not. First off, and I was trying to, to get around to it by saying a lot of people go to OhioCon. Some people take their vacation at OhioCon. It's, it's that we do big the of same a deal. We go to Otacon, thousands our, and thousands yes. and thousands of people go to, go to OhioCon to the point that it's, it literally is the largest winter anime convention, you know, not even in North America, but in the world. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, okay. very much so. It's, uh, it's in the top ten of uh, attendance for anime cons. If, if I or anyone else went to the IRS and did that, I can guarantee you it would mean the end of OhioCon. Absolutely. If they started investigating what was going on, they'd, they'd shut OhioCon down probably in, in a second. And because... If that's, because of all the embezzlement that's going on, the fact that I, I also know for a fact that OhioCon, at least under Dusty, I can't speak for Alan because he hasn't gone through a full year yet. Right. They've not paid any taxes on the money they've brought in. I thought you were a nonprofit, though. No, we're not a nonprofit. We're not a nonprofit oh, because we've never, we've never created a charter specifically detailing the rules of OhioCon. I, could, oh, all right. I thought OhioCon was a nonprofit, so you didn't. No, OhioCon's no not a nonprofit. Shit. No, there is never. And that I'm not going to take full credit for because for two years I tried my damnedest to get a charter gone through. And for whatever reason, the, the other hierarch people in OhioCon 
blocked me this way and that way and the other way. I couldn't get it through at all. All right. Not at all. I'm sorry. How much do you think Ohio Con has generated? I'm not talking just what they've had to pay out. I'm talking total, total revenue. Total gross, not yes. net. Yes. Well, it's, it's easy enough to figure it out. Just give me, um, a, just give me a, a shot in the dark. Uh, just a, a, an amount. $450,000. That they've never paid taxes. And that a year or for one image? Remember, when you have to pay taxes, it's not just on what you profit. It's on every single dime you make. Yes. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the total gross profit at this point is probably between 400000 and 450000 That's profit. 000. So that's not including operation costs or anything else. That's not including paying the hotel, paying the convention center, right, which, paying the printers. they would be taxing because that's entire amount. If you get like $700,000 mm-hmm. and you pay out $300,000 in bills, right. you're still paying taxes on the $700,000. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You're correct on that. Holy God. And that, that's never what I'm saying. On, if it, I... I, I can only go to uh, to Dusty, and like I said, I've, I've I've talked to plenty of people that have confirmed that there's no way that that Dusty paid any taxes on OhioCon. Like I said, I I can't give out specific names because they're worried about getting fired, like right. I was. But and that's the other reason why I said if I went to the IRS, OhioCon would die, and I don't know if I want to do that for all those attendees that love OhioCon so much that they they go out of their way. And spend their vacations to do it. They plan their they plan their year around it. They use their Christmas money to go to OhioCon. So I, I, in that regard, I'm really stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, do I do I shut down OhioCon? Do you or, double tap? Or do I head. or do I you know try to be the bigger person? I guess if you want to look at it that way and just be like, you know, this sucks. I don't I don't really know. I. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if, if I was in the same boat, what would I do? I don't really know. And I don't know either. Do I, could, I can see myself going both directions. If Am I that pissed off with righteous And, and not only that, but I'm... Because I'm, I was wrong. Exactly. Or I'm screwing all those staff, remember, too, because a lot of those staff only work for a You know what? Time. I'm sorry. Fuck your staff. And I'll tell you why. Because at any point in time, if they had, as a group, stood up and said, look, we don't know the person you're putting in charge. We don't like it. Then later, if they had stood up and said, we don't like the fact that this guy embezzled X amount of dollars, why we are not prosecuting If they had then stood up a third time and said, we don't like the fact that you're appointing your boyfriend who knows nothing about conventions. At any point in those three times, not including what they could have done beforehand, putting a charter in place, having the actual something written out as to how a board of directors was listed. And, and also, uh, the board of directors has no term. They emasculated themselves. It's a lifetime term. So you know what? Fuck your staff. They emasculated themselves when they didn't stop this nonsense from happening the first, second, third, fourth time, etc. down the line. So to hell with them. Okay. I would be more concerned with the 10,000 plus people that go to the convention. Okay. But at the same time, and I'll tell you what what really pisses me off, okay? Mm Mm-hmm is that you have people walking away with $70,000 in their pocket, and I find it very suspicious why they wouldn't prosecute them. Now, keep in mind, I don't know these people involved. This is me looking from the outside looking in. I've actually, yeah, like I, I don't know Alan personally. All I know are the things that have okay, been said. right. The person who appointed the last guy who embezzled money decides not to prosecute him. She then appoints another guy who is not a known quantity, nobody knows, has no experience, but now controls every aspect of the convention, including the bank account. That seems very suspicious it to me. It seems extremely suspicious. And, and like so, I said way back when, I said the honorable thing to do would be to have you all resign. Because either you were implicit in the embezzlement and what's going on, or you were too stupid to realize what was going on, especially with the person that is your puppet. Sounds like the kind of way, investigation, dude. Right. I mean, everybody knew what's going on, whether they had their hands dirty or not didn't rat anybody out when they found out they were doing something wrong. 
Bottom line, and I'll tell you why I would kill the convention, or at least force them to have a change, is the fact that there's people making money off this thing mm-hmm. through the back door, lining their own pockets. That's and the reason I, why they haven't gone nonprofit. In fact, about two years ago, somebody asked Dusty if we were going nonprofit, and he said, "No, we're not going to go nonprofit." And that was that's the reason fine. why is because he was embezzling money. Oh, okay, honestly. and that's fine if you've got something that says they're going to draw a salary based on the work they do for the organization. Okay, there. I'm guessing there's no such thing in place. Like I said, there's no charter whatsoever. So that there, is there, an there is no disgrace. There is no set document, set constitution, whatever you prefer to call it. Right. Detailing, you know, this is the job of the board. This is how the board elects people. This is, you know. The department has response, you know, things like that. It's all very haphazard. I think IRC is pretty much in in unison here, or is in agreement that you should probably go to the feds and say, "Look, there's some stuff that's not that's not right." And I know for a fact this, this, and this. I know they haven't paid the taxes. I know this guy embezzled money. They didn't prosecute me. You know what? They may say if the organization itself is not willing to prosecute this guy because he took money, there's nothing we can do about it. The IRS and not paying taxes on hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's a whole different ballgame. Exactly. That's screwing with the feds. And being one, I can tell you I don't like being screwed with. You should go to the... Hmm. But you know what? That may not be the death of OhioCon. It may be that it just needs a reorganization. What's going to happen is people, if they really like their jobs, if this staff is as dedicated as you seem to think they are, and I say seems to think because, to me, a dedicated staff wouldn't allow this crap to go on. Right. If you have pride in your organization, the last thing you want to do is somebody at the top screwing with it because then something like this gets out. That's going to sully the reputation. And believe me when I tell you, we happen to know that people in this circle of the news of anime conventions are listening. Mm-hmm. This thing goes to podcast. It's not going away. <laughs> Absolutely what I go to the feds. And I'll tell you another thing. Now that you've broadcast this on the air, anybody could write a tip to the IRS and say, you may want to look into the books of an organization because I don't believe they're paying their taxes. That's true. And they may audit them. But you know what? That may not be the death of the convention. It may get rid of the people at the top. You may have to pay the money, but you may have to reorganize and start from scratch. Well, I, I, my, my thinking is that if they get audited and they have to pay the money, I can guarantee you they're not going to have the money to pay all that. So that means they're not going to have... you have to scale down and start smaller. If they're that dedicated to doing it, They'll find a way. But at the same time, I ref- me personally, now I'm glad this isn't my, my call. Right. Because I would do kick in the door with both barrels and shoot everybody and say, this is what we're go- what's going to happen. Right. I, would, I would rat them out to everybody if I knew this was happening for sure. Is that a couple people are making off with the hard work of a great many others. Yes, they definitely They're are. personally profiting because they're screwing around with the entertainment of 10,000 plus people. They're taking something that's very fun, very entertaining, very pure when you get right down to it, and they're destroying it for their own personal gain. Sure. Think, the, think of what you could do with all that money, how you could put it back in the, into the convention, the things you could do for the attendees. I, most wow. conventions do that. Yes, they, they sit do. on the money, and then they roll it into the, expanding the convention the next year. Now, again, I don't know the inner workings of a lot of, of conventions, but I'm telling you, if this was me... There is no way I would let this kind of nonsense continue. I, I, and you know what? I'll tell you, Highlander, rather than waiting until he got fired, if it was me, I would have gone a lot sooner and told him and said, look. Because you do realize, if you do become the whistleblower, you can never go back to the convention. Even if they toss everybody out the top, you can't go back, because then it's going to make you look terrible. Right, exactly. Hypocritical. 
you have to wash your hands of it. So, but you know what? The way it is now, you're never going back there anyways. I'm probably not. No, I, I know that if they if they decided to change their mind all of a sudden, say, "Oh, there's room for you," I don't think I would go back anyway. Just, 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 you, no, just, no, just with the way I've been treated. I would say I'll come back if you pay your taxes, if you prosecute that asshole, and if this guy is no longer CEO, and we put a charter in place, and we actually have some rules and regulations like a real organization. This is asinine to me. We're talking, especially an economy that sucks as bad as it does, mm-hmm. where people are shelling out money, you know, on very small amounts. A lot of people aren't going on vacation. Like you said, a lot of people choose to do that <coughs> and take that as their vacation because maybe they live within the area. Maybe they just like it. I think if the average congoer knew that their money was being thrown down the toilet for one or two or three people only to make a lot of money illegally and not pay taxes, especially to what just happened Tuesday, people are pissed. At others getting rich and not, you know, getting away with it, not having to pay their share. Uh-huh. This is the same thing, and it's not finding some kind of loophole in the tax code. It's just outright theft. I'm not even involved, and I'm pissed. I look at IRC; they're saying, you know, in Portis, it's the same thing. The story has me angry, and a lot of people are saying the same thing. Yeah, it, it had me really angry too, especially when I, you know, like I said, I, I was in the same boat in the like the past two years. Uh, I wasn't being paid attention to at all. But I enjoyed working guest relations. I enjoyed working at the con. Uh, for, a lot of, for a lot of people that are my friends, it was the only place that I ever saw them was at Ohio Con. So I justified it by saying, yeah, this, they're being dicks to me, but you know, I do enjoy seeing certain friends that I never get to see. I enjoy the job that I'm doing. I pretty much found myself rolled into the same mass thought you know, that all the other staff appear to have uh, found themselves in. You know, everything, Yeah, everything sucks, but what can I do about it? You know, I'm just going to go and do my job and be like an ostrich and keep my head in the sand. I don't know. I think uh, yeah. at this point, and you know what? I, I can think of a very, very close example, an analogy that's very similar. What's that? Very similar. We'll talk about it off the air. Oh, uh, okay. But... You know, I think D- I think Dusek I know says about. if Akon had this type of shenanigans going on, Dallas FBI office would be involved so quickly well, with the IRS. Bear in but, mind that Akon actually is a for-profit convention, right? And, they, and, they, and the the con chair they don't have a CEO. The con chair actually does draw a salary. Okay, but as it stands right now, Ohiocon's a for-profit organization. Yes. Until you are nonprofit, you are for-profit. There's right. no in between. True. That's pretty shitty. I, I would. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem if everyone got paid. If everyone got paid. I wouldn't have a problem if there was a charter in there that said the CEO will draw a you know salary and whatever that is, and that's what he got paid, fine. Right. That's above board. Pay taxes on it, fine. That's above board. This is something completely different. All right, we've gone way long, but I don't want to uh, stop here unless there's more to go on. Is there anything else that, we, that hasn't been brought up that you want to cover? Um, would I go back to OhioCon? Not under current management, I would not. Uh, if I was able to go back and be in charge, I know you probably disagree on what you would do to run OhioCon. OhioCon has always had a problem with people that are in control of OhioCon. In fact, there were a group of staffers that didn't like me because I was you know, in charge of OhioCon to the point that they left and they founded a con called MatsuriCon, which is also in Columbus. But of course, I never really listened to them because they were truly morons and stupid people. And case in point, they've been going on since like 2005, and they get a couple hundred people, whereas OhioCon gets 10,000 people. 
I've had people that, that did that before that left the clan because they, they wanted thought, to go and yes. they, they thought they knew better than I did. And, and yeah, let's see, that was the reason why. Wildmaelstrom.com so. gone. Good luck, have fun gaming gone. GG gaming gone. Uh, Alteration Guild gone. Right. The Illuminati clan gone. All of them gone, and they come right. crawling back to our site eventually. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, Matsuri Khan is barely hanging on. They're in a really crappy part of town. They're in a very small hotel. They don't get very many, you know, decent drawing guests. But uh, you know, it, it, it. I know this. This might sound kind of you know whatever, but it, it really hurts to know that everything that I've done for that convention, and I've done a ton of stuff for that convention, to to be thrown away like a like a used Kleenex. I mean that that really really hurt, really hurt big time. So I guess the question really is, do you want to do this for revenge, or do you want to do this because it's the right thing to do that you should have done to begin with? Like I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm really torn. Really torn. I'm probably not going to make a decision right away. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to throw you under the bus a bit. Um, for those who are listening to the show, I want you to email Highlander, Highlander1G at gmail.com, with your thoughts. You're not asking for it, and no. you probably don't want to hear, but I, I we broadcast to a rather intelligent crowd. I would a think A great so. many of them are anime fans and I convention goers. wish they knew how to spell better, but that's R- another, it's another issue. But, I mean, the they time. go to conventions like Gen Con, Gliz, you know, BlizzCon, sure. Comic Con, sure. etc. A lot of these guys, like everybody in IRC here is saying they've gone to conventions. As con goers, what do you think? Do you think, you know, do you care? Is it something that's so out of the realm of, of you know, what you do for a living, what you do in your day-to-day that you don't give a damn what happens as long as the convention takes place? Do you think that that something should be done, that, you know, that the government should be tipped off of what's going on here, or I'm curious. So Sure, I'll listen as well. I will take a listen and see what people have to say about it. I will say, like, I, I didn't, I got off track. What I would do if I was put black in charge of Wildcon yes. for whatever reason, and like I said, I, I think you would probably disagree with how I would run it. Well, I would say that you could enough. never be in charge of it again. I, Otherwise, that's, that's exactly the point. I would put no one in charge of Wildcon. I would eliminate the board of directors, and I would eliminate the con chair position, and I'd eliminate there's, – there's four – I don't know what they call them, but the, the hierarchy format is based off of Anime Central, who Melissa, for some reason, Melissa being the kingmaker, has been infatuated with for years, which I find ironic considering that she got fired from Anime Central a while ago. But she's in love with their, their hierarchical system. But I would get rid of the four people that are sector chiefs or vice presidents or whatever. I would have all the department heads together, like a council or a congress or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they talk amongst themselves and, and vote on certain things. And the, the council, if, if there was a, a department head not pulling their weight, the council could vote out that particular contrary by vote. An executive council? Yeah, like an executive council. Like yeah. a county? Like a congress. Okay. Yeah. I like Barry. His comments have been funny all night. I only want them to get turned in if I get to appear in court as a witness. Now, he's been like advocating for this to go to like Law and Order. He wants to go. To, he wants. Yeah, to I mean, what, what's one thing? It's gonna be such a drain because it'd probably end up taking like two, three years to prosecute everything and take a. It's shit not your problem. Time. That's the, for the government to do. Right. I'd have to be called in probably as a witness, however, since I'm yeah, the one, probably I'm being the. The whistleblower. Whistleblower. I was going to say watchtower, right. but that's Let, not right. Last question before we move on, because we've got to take a break. We have a, a ton of stuff gaming-related we actually have to get to. We have, Good Lord, it's, it's half hour to respond I know. To we stop. have the quickening yet to get to. I haven't told my Halloween story, which people have been bugging me. It's not as epic as this, but it's rather funny. It involves the police. Yes, I had a run with the police. I'll get to that. Um, that'll come up after the break. But do you think if you do go through with this, 
Yeah. That this will blackball you from any other convention. It's entirely possible, yeah. That people will say, look, we don't want this guy you know, squealing in case he gets mad at us mm-hmm. and going to tell somebody that of stuff that we're doing. I, I won't deny that is in my thoughts as well. Now, whether that's accurate or true, I don't know because it hasn't come up yet. The situation hasn't gone through. Then again, you may be blackballed anyways. If they've been talking about behind your back, they can put the word out. Because I'm, I'm sure Melissa Phelps is pretty connected with the conventions. And say, don't get to this To a degree, guy. she is, yeah. But she only works OhioCon now. She doesn't work the other conventions that Because I believe when I met her, she was doing a couple different conventions. Or helping out one thing or another. If it's the same person, I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's, she's been let go from those other conventions. Like I said, Anime Central, for instance. She had this crazy notion of... She was in charge of the main events room. Okay. And her, what she wanted to do, actually what she did for cosplay, you realize how everyone lines up early for cosplay. Right. It was a big long So they line. know what they're doing when they go on, et cetera. Right, right. So, no, no, I'm talking about the, the attendees. Oh, okay. To actually get in the room to watch the cosplay. Yes, okay, yes, okay, yes. Okay. Her idea was to give everyone tickets, almost like those little, you know, raffle tickets. And then you would come back at specific times because you had like, a, a, like the, the low numbers would go first and then it would progress. So if you had a low number, you would go in right away and you'd be seated in a certain section, that kind of thing. Well, like most fans do when they go to cosplay, everyone showed up early like they always do. And they started getting really pissed, wanting to know why they couldn't go into the room when other people did. And it got so bad that nearly everyone on security staff had to be there to prevent a riot from going on. And they finally abandoned the whole system midway through and just started letting everyone in. And after that, uh, Anime Central decided they no longer needed the services of, of Melissa. I see. Martyrdom says, Highlander, I do hope you realize by admitting all this on the air, you are in fact stating that you are withholding information from the IRS at this point and could lead to be held with legal response for the problem in question. Not at all. These are made it very publicly clear. It's now in the public realm. In fact, Martyrdom, having now heard it, you are now responsible for not going to the IRS and tipping them off. Uh, no, that's... No, that's nothing to do with You that. don't have to, to lay a, a claim especially when it's an organization you no longer belong to. Right. Uh, and, and I'm not in charge. Having said that, people saying, well, if these conventions have nothing to hide and they shouldn't care, you know, if Highlander gets blocked from a convention, that means they're all corrupt. You know, it shouldn't really matter. I don't understand why people would care. Look, bottom line is, once somebody has uh, an issue like this on their record, uh, looking at it from a, a standpoint from another convention, do you really want to take in somebody that has had this happen before, whether, whether you have anything to hide or not? A lot of people just don't want to deal with the headache. Yes. A lot of people just don't want to deal with the potential of saying, Psst, oh, that's the guy that ran it out of OhioCon that got killed. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But at the same time, what's going to end up happening is, Psst, that's the guy they fired OhioCon. They said he was trying to, I don't know, what did they say? You're trying to become con chairman again? No, that I was the one who had stolen the money. Okay. But the reason, okay, I got you. All right, so Psst, that's the guy who stole the money. Well, when clearly you don't. Trust me. I know what you drive. I see where you live. You don't have the money. <laughs> at least if you do, you're doing a great job of hiding it. Right. You're poor like the rest of us. So, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm glad I'm not in your situation. I think I, I, I know what I would do, but that sucks. There's no other way around yeah, it. Yeah, it does. You know, I, I really like going to that convention. I have a lot of friends that still work on that, uh, that convention. Uh, it's going to suck that I'm not going to see him this year because obviously I'm not going to OhioCon, even as, as an attendee. Well, yeah, I would, I would say. And, I, I, I had, and it's sad because I, I had so many ideas on how to improve OhioCon. Different ideas and... Screw that now. I'm not going to give them my hard work. Well, you still got Worldcon you're working for. That's so. true. Yeah, Worldcon. And there's actually, uh, remember we were talking about the, the whole thing going down with Anime Expo? Yes. Doing the Florida one, 
Uh, that one I am also in the middle of helping as well. So I've got two other conventions going. So, something to think about. Something to think about. And maybe some guys might see, give you some ideas or give you your opinions, maybe help you on your way. All right, folks, we are desperately in need of a break. When we come back, we have the quickening coming up. I have my Halloween story coming up. And I believe I said I would, I would reset exactly how I poison Santa. Actually, Highlander, we're actually two breaks behind. Um, Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah, so, folks, I think it's pretty simple to say we're going late tonight. We have a lot to cover yet, a lot of topics we haven't gotten to. My moral dilemma with cheating. And, of course, we haven't even discussed the issue with uh, banning video, violent video games. That's now before the Supreme Court. Wow. Jesus Christ, we're going to be here all night. All right, folks, keep it tuned right here. DTWproductions.com. This is the Empress Court. We'll be back in about 12 minutes. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. It is better to die for the Emperor than live for yourself. Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to the Emperor's Court. You can micro-meet any day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at the Emperor's Court here on First the World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I'm, of course, your, ho- of course, your host, the Emperor, joined by Highlander. Always a pleasure. A lot to get through yet, Highlander. A lot of important stuff we kind of had to push yeah, the well, you know, side I, of Yeah, I guess I didn't realize how long that story... I mean, the story went on for an hour well, and a half. I mean, but there was a lot you had to get to. And, and to be honest, I asked a lot of pointed questions because I didn't understand where the hell this was going. Sure, sure. When you told me during the week that you were pissed off at OhioCon and you were going to, you know, you're going to air some grievances on Saturday, I, I said, okay. I just figured you got into a fight with somebody over how things were going to run. And then all this comes out. It's like, uh, okay, it's great radio. Let's go with it and see where this, <laughs> this rabbit hole leads. Oh, uh, boy. So having said that, um, we have a couple things we have to get to tonight. We still have the quickening, which we is do. a good one from everything I understand. Yes. Uh, we also have the stupid video game of the week, which we already did. Which we have the did. mailbag, which you did. Forbidden knowledge, is that long, short? No, actually, the forbidden knowledge is very short. Okay, we can do that. Uh, okay. This or that. Um, I mean, we don't have to. We do, don't have to do this or that. We could drop that. But, you know, Porta had a couple ones here. Let's do that and knock right, it out okay. of park. So at least we're meeting our contractual obligations to no one that we did this or that. <laughs> so. All right, bitches, it's time for this or that. All right, so I actually I did not have any of my this or that set up this week, but Porta and IRC, being the great man, actually sent a couple in. So, Highlander, would you rather... Do you want to split them up into two different yes, questions? Yes, we'll do. Okay. I, although, I assume the of course, last there's one... there's an odd number there, so yes, we probably a... come up with another one on the fly. Okay. Would you rather All never right. eat Indian food again or never drink beer again? You know, I... I've never been a huge drinker. I used to be like you and not drink at all, but I do drink a little bit nowadays. Uh, there are a few beers I actually enjoy. Indian food, never been a big fan of Indian food. Uh, I've never... A lot of it's kind of like stew, and I've never been a big stew fan. So I would rather never eat Indian food again. I don't like either one of them. But if I had to pick one, I guess I would uh, never drink beer again because I don't drink beer. There you go. I'm the only Irishman who does not drink. I was going to say, it's awfully strange. Well, I'm sorry. There's one other Irishman at work, actually, who is the same way. Really? Go go figure. But he's a big hunter, so he makes Uh. up with it in other ways. (laughs) Would you rather run over and cripple a friend or spend 15 years in a Bolivian prison for smuggling cocaine? I would rather run over and cripple a friend. Because I tell you what, if I go into a Bolivian jail for 15 years for crack... It might as well be a thousand years because I ain't ever getting out of there. Like, oh, Americano, uh, 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 shaft. Yeah. 
<laughs> want to put a shank through a melon, senor? <laughs> uh, did not need to have the shaft part of it. But thanks for that, really. All right. Would you rather be openly necrophile? Necrophilic, uh, uh, I think would be the word. Be an openly necrophile? Yeah, there you go. Or be openly a bestiality file? Yeah. Would you rather screw dead people or animals? Wow. There you go. This truly is the lesser of two evils on this one. <laughs> Holy smokes. Would I rather? I Wow. Keep in mind, this is Porta thinking these. Yes. Up, so. And of course, it doesn't matter because you're going to rip me a new one regardless of which choice I make. So I might as well just make my decision. I guess I would rather be a, I don't even know what the, what's the term? The bestialic, bestiality person? Bestiophile? At least they're Maybe a, the Kex would know what a bestophile is. Nash is, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> I'm getting help for that. At least they're alive. I'm not going to catch something on the dead person, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Would you rather tell us what the three new shows are in VTW, or would you rather... Okay, that didn't make any last sense. I, I would rather. Uh, all right. I, I don't because wanna... I, I know that we would get in trouble if we uh, went ahead and did that. Or would you rather admit that one of them is yours? Okay. <laughs> All right, this is something else that people have been bringing up. If you've gone to the VTW forums in the last week, and we might as well bring this up then, since I was kind of avoiding it all night, but people are kind of messaging me, and it's getting kind of out of hand, so I might as well just address it and be done with it, especially since some of the speculation was that it was mine. Um, If you go on the VTW forums, you'll notice that there are three new placeholder forums. It says new show one placeholder, new show two, new show three. Okay, I will tell you this. We knew, and as we kind of hinted last week, that there were uh, new shows in development. Indeed we did. And with uh, host or staff, some experienced and, and what have you, that will be doing these shows. The thing of it is, folks, um, for one, we, I don't, even if we knew, I don't think we could tell you, I think Octave will get kind of pissed. I don't know who is actually hosting the new shows. Uh, see, I, I thought you did. I thought I knew one of them, oh, okay. but apparently they're not hosting anything. They're just jumping ship from where they are and just saying they're so aggravated with the way things have gone. They said, F it. I'm not doing anything at all. Uh-huh. Um, somebody was asking me, was that, oh, I see. Okay, Barry says, the joke from the show being yours stems from the fact that your show is very long. You know what? I thought about actually doing a poll this week. I actually thought about this week is actually having a poll and about saying, is how, our show too long? Too long or could yes. it be longer? Actually, yes. it would probably, you maybe want to do a, a poll where it's specific numbers, like should the show be an hour long, two hours long, three could hours be. long? Could be. I mean, because most terrestrial talk shows are four hours long. Yeah. Almost so, on the button. We so do summer, three. Summer, I think that uh, isn't... Uh, I know, like Rover's Morning Glory is like five. Or the one in the evening. Five. Yeah. Uh, Bob Franz is who I'm thinking of. I think yeah, he goes, well, he goes five, four or five hours. Yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, of course, the Coast last hour, last hour is all that game show he plays anyway. So right. that isn't so coast to coast is usually like four or five hours. It starts at like midnight and goes till four or five in the morning. So that's not right. for internet radio. Yeah, I guess for you people who are not used to listening to talk radio, I guess it does go kind of long. But we got so much shit to talk about. I, to me, as long as it's entertaining, it can go on as long as it wants. Uh, like for example, no uh, one's ever complained to me that our show. No, too long. I've never, never had a complaint. Never. It was like uh, when I went to see The Dark Knight. Love that movie. Oh, yeah, that movie was amazing. Going. Right. It just kept on going. And one friend was like, "Man, it was so long." It's like, dude, that movie was amazing. You could have gone on another three hours. I thought it would have been awesome. Okay, uh, somebody's saying Kexman here in the in the channel. I'll say this: I am not a fan of Kexman. I don't particularly care for him for a very great many deals. A uh, great many reasons. But it's my understanding that he doesn't even work for the station. He works for somebody else. And I don't think he's even broadcasting anymore. So, no, I don't think it's him. I should truly hope it isn't him. But as far as I know, he's not one of the names that I've heard rumored. 
But people have been asking mine because they were concerned that maybe I was trying to bring back Triple E. Little Rex says the show isn't long enough. Let's ask, let's ask IRC. Is the show too long, guys, or not long enough? Yeah, just just post it in there. We'll keep going, and we'll we'll take a look but, at it as we go. No, I, I've made it very clear that if I do bring back the Esports Empire, it would not be until after the first of the year. And I don't think that they're going to put up a forums that's going to sit empty for two months before we get to it. <laughs> and you know what? Even that isn't a guarantee that we're actually going to get to it. That's true. So uh, a lot of the stuff that actually got emails, I didn't read over the air, mainly because I responded to each one of them saying, it's not me, it's not me, it's not me, it's not me. Holy shit. Not wow, long it's, enough, it's not a long landslide. Enough, long enough, long enough, yeah. Good Lord. It should be all day long. Are, okay, well, are we, we going to have to add a fourth hour to this show now? No. No? No. Too long? I, I can't. I don't know. I mean, I could. I, I could come up with. I have. I have ideas for bits. Look, if but we, I don't want to do them because I think we have enough bits right now. But if, if we, as a one-off bit, I would do it. Okay, like a story, like the Twilight skit or the or the right. uh, the. Uh, I had other thoughts. So I could do like a weekly do. one. Um, okay, all right. Oh, shit, we, we don't have do, to. We can make a second show and just do all kinds. Of, we could do two okay. Emperor's courts in a week. Oh, we look! Could, if yeah. we were getting paid for this, I would do this rather than do anything else in life. I would I, do this for four I, hours if, every day. If, if we got paid paid enough that we could live off of this, I, I'd have no like problem a normal broadcast. Yeah, I'd have no problem doing yeah. this every day. Well, I would. I would do sports. I would I do could, politics. I can do all of this. Yeah, I think a poli- we very well. I've we said very easily. Could I think go. a politics show would be amazing. It would be like Hannity and Combs. It would be like the yeah, like the internet radio version of Hannity and Combs. You know, you know, Alan Combs is still on Fox. He's yeah, on he's the, still a show contributor. He's on the Fox or, uh, uh, yeah. radio program, but they have him like really late at night. But he's always on the TV too. I mean, he's still is a he? contributor. Oh yeah, he's on O'Reilly all the time. They had him on Hannity a couple oh, days wow. ago. Wow. They had him on a roundtable this afternoon. I was watching. So why why did they remove him? Because Hannity wanted to do his own thing? No, or? he removed himself because oh, he okay. thought that it was a. From what I remember, it was a bad fit for him, and he felt like he came off. The worse for it in their different debates and conversations. I always thought it was kind of wishy washy. You know, yeah. For, for someone who's supposed to have the other side of the a conversation. And I think the majority of the, uh, the person carrying the weight was Hannity. And let's right. be honest, I mean, if you compare the, the ratings numbers like on election night, Fox blew the hell out of both of them combined. It wasn't even remotely close. Well, did, did you hear that they uh, suspended Keith Olbermann? Yeah. Now, see, I, gotta tell I, you, I think that's I don't, kind of hypocritical. I I do, well, I don't think it's hypocritical. I think it's kind of stupid. Yeah. I mean, finding out that he's. Giving money to, you know, Democratic candidates is no shock to me. No, it's not a shock to me. Either. It's no, uh, obviously, it, it, it's it's no is, surprise is, that he's. Is Fox News going to shut itself down because they gave so much money to the Republican Party? No, no, of course not. I but I mean, but as the organization did it. He, I, I guess, from their point of view, is they want to have the the appear the appearance that he is of, a of impropriety, right? But the problem is, but that he's, he's he's not a straight news guy. Right. He's like O'Reilly. He's he's yes. a, I don't know what you would call it a, a, a and. Opinion guy, right? He's not that guy. I yeah. mean, there's no question as to who he's he's on the team for. Sure, exactly. I think the problem is he broke. The, I'll tell you what, and I've I've heard rumors. If you go around the internet, you'll find a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. His staff does not like him. Really, the people there do not like him. They say he's an unmitigating prick, and hmm. they can't stand him. I think that has a lot more to do with it. That and his ratings are shit. I mean, he's never come close to competing against CNN or O'Reilly. O'Reilly beats everybody he has for ten years straight. Never lost. As, See, I, I, I thought he had more than than CNN. Like. Like more more than Hugh Maybe Dow. He does. Or, or whoever's on there now. More, yeah. I, I know it used to be Hugh Dow. Not Hugh Dow's. Uh, Lou Dobbs. Couldn't remember the name Lou Dobbs. Yeah, he's still putting around there, too. Yeah, he has a radio show. Lee Hatch says, well, if M did cover everything, including politics, you wouldn't have to listen to the politics part. Uh, okay. What, is, what does that mean? I think he's meaning that we talk more politics than games, I think is what he's going I don't. I don't think we do. We talk, I mean, we talk way more about a lot of stuff than just games. But. Anyways, but as far as rumors of me taking a new show... Uh, folks, this is not in the works. Um, would I love to do a second Emperor's Court or bring back the Sports Empire? Absolutely. But, you know, that's... There's only so many hours in the day. And 
we're doing this for fun. This is. And I'll tell you another thing is this too. This is a hobby. It's not a job. With these three new shows that are coming, I mean, the time slots are going to start getting eaten up. Sure, so sure. I, I mean, I can't do it in the morning, in the afternoon, or in the early evening because I work. I work a lot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's kind of out the window. But uh, I imagine, folks, if you less, if you tune into Casually Hardcore tomorrow and Octane Hordak vs. the World, they'll probably have more to say on it since they're kind of the guys you know running the station. I don't. I'm pretty much just a show host. And I, I'm, not mu- I'm not privy to much more information, at least on this, than you are. They're playing it very close to the vest. I have my suspicions as to why they are. Sure, I've, I've, I've guessed as well, yeah. But really, we just kind of show up and do our thing. And then we're As long as we're not bothered or if there's a huge problem. And that's, that's really true of a lot of the shows. The VTW, on the whole, actually I think all of it has really been drama-free. I can't remember. I can't remember any one drama at all. Single issue, not even one. Even when we like right after Wild Radio, even when we were on both stations, yeah, we were syndicated. Nothing, nothing with VTW. Never had a. They problem. were happy for us to come on and do our thing. No question. And asked. just as happy when we came there solo after you know the screw job from you know Montreal, right? So <laughs> you, you know what? I, and again, I, I wish I could let you we guys didn't know. Screw up, I'm screwed up. Right. And look how well that turned out. Exactly. Win. Biochemist, you know, internal drama is lame. And that's, I think, the one thing I, yeah, mo- I like is. most about VTW is no one bothers us. We don't get hassled when we're, you know, there's something going on. Our opinion is asked for. We right. give it. I mean, we, we talk and to them. It. It's not like we're autonomous right. or anything. No, I mean, we're not but, ignoring yeah. them. But, I mean, people give their opinions. They think about it. And then they make their actions based on that. That's it. Yeah. That's, I mean, and that's and, all and anybody that, asks for. That's all nobody you need. Nobody fights. Nobody argues. Nobody backstabs. It's fantastic. We've never had this. Not, not once. Never. Prior. So, yeah. Obviously, you don't know about my feud with Gohex. Well, I'm well, not talking Barry about you. was talking about, yeah, right. his, it made me about breaking things. We talked about that earlier. Right. Yeah, it's a joke. Anyways, um, <laughs> so what else we got? Uh, quickening is the only thing we have left. Uh, forbidden knowledge. Forbidden knowledge. Want to do that real quick? Yeah, let's do that real quick. All right, then I, I, I want to bring up my Halloween story, and I've got to get this moral thing off of a cheating. No, that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm games. curious to see what your perspective is on All right, so where is, that's the quickening, forbidden the knowledge. There we go. How about I've ever heard really? of that before? No. I, I, I read right. about it a couple days ago, and I thought it was I'm so sorry, No, weird. no, 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 it is. Because uh, you get on top of it, and people just kind of pass you. In a, like, yeah, kind of like, uh, you ever see Wanted with Angelina Jolie? Uh, they do it no. in, in Wanted. What about... Um, or, or like... Uh, Crocodile Dundee, too, when he's in this train station, and he has to get yeah, up and he has to cross Yeah, or like um, almost uh, like the first Mission Impossible, they get on top oh, of that. Oh, okay, yeah. Or what was that? Oh, was, oh, like at the end of Speed. Do you see... Uh, Tom Cruise dangling from the world's tallest building for Mission Impossible Four. No, but that I, guy, I, that guy I, is I did see, crazy in I did a lot see of him and his his robot wife and daughter at uh, Disney World. They had yeah. pictures. Yeah, I thought that was kind of strange. Probably going to Space Mountain. Probably <laughs> what? Where's Zenu? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. The forbidden knowledge. And once again, I apologize when I'm having any music. Uh, music's going to be fantastic when we get around to making it. We're never going to make it. Uh, probably not. Probably not. All right, so this, this forbidden knowledge, like I said, I, I only found out about this a couple days ago, and I, I hunted around and, and found enough information I could put this together. There's not a whole lot out there, which is why this is going to be so slow or so short. Forbidden knowledge, how to subway surf. And when I first saw that, it was like, subway surf? What are, you, what are you talking about? Anyone can take part in the frighteningly dangerous and ridiculous sport of subway surfing. Originating in New York City, participants jump on one of the thousands of trains that make up the New York City subway system, Standing when the car is above ground and ducking when it enters a tunnel. What's not to like? Here's how to do it. Oh, okay, that's what you meant. I thought it mean subway surf as in 
like you're in a crowded subway waiting for the sub. I mean, waiting for the the train to get there. And oh, you, and you're like kind crowd of surfing. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no, no. These are crazy people who stand okay. on top of the subway train when it's like outside. No way. All right. Hey, no way. people, people really do this. Not a ton, mind you, but people do it. Here's how to do it. The best surfing position is similar to a snowboarding stance. Spread your feet a little more than a shoulder width apart, with one foot slightly in front of the other, and bend your knees. Your front foot should face the front of the train, and your torso should face the side of the train. Keep equal weight on both feet, and stretch out your arms for balance. Now look out for tunnels, bridges, and other overhead obstacles, while at the same time watch to see what the cars ahead of you are doing, so that you can anticipate their movement, going left to right. Failure to do so could result in a slight case of death. There are some benefits to subway surfing, of course. You don't have to share the roof with 60 other passengers or smell their unwashed clothes. You won't get mobbed or mugged. won't get mobbed either. And you'll get a great workout for your abdominals and leg muscles as you constantly bob, weave, and do everything you can to keep yourself upright. Subways tend to reach speeds of about 30 miles an hour, so remember that there are no safety harnesses and no one up there that can help you. So if you fall out, you're either going to die or at the very least suffer horrible injuries. But hey... What's life worth living for? Am I right? So like I said, short one, but that's it. How to subway surf? Forbidden knowledge. Okay. Never going to try it. I doubt Never I gonna will Never going to try either. it. I ain't. I'm a pussy then. Call me a pussy, but yeah, that's me. I ain't going to try it. <laughs> nope. Subway surfing discuss. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to IRC here because I, I like involving. The IRC crowd we have actually this evening is probably the largest we've had in a little while. And that's saying something, because it's usually a pretty packed crowd in here. Do you want to hear the Halloween story of me this happened this past week uh, involving kids, police, and a incident? Um, Those or, are the best kind of stories. Look, I'm, or, it's, it's like my friend always said, the best kind of story is the one that ends with, Officer, the cuffs are too tight. <laughs> Those, or, Those are the best stories. If that's how it ends, I want to hear the whole damn thing. The Call of the Emperor is uh, out in force tonight. Or do we want to hear the moral dilemma I have with cheating on video games? We're going to get to both. just a matter of which is going to happen first. Oh, which is going to happen first. So you're willing to say both are happening, yes. but which one do you want to hear first? I want to hear the story. Mark me down for story. Uh, looks like the Halloween story. And they want to talk about Santa. That one I can wrap up real quick. Grab a beer, sit back and relax, and he'll spin you a tale. It's story time with Emperor. It's kind of like the build-up of the music, See, and then it kind of gets to that point. And then, whatever here, sit back right. and he'll spin you a tale. It sounds like you're like, like Grandpa Emp, and you're, you've got your rocking chair. Come on, kids, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, when I'm old enough, trust me, that's Sonny, exactly what going to be. When I was your age. You got your Budweiser? We'll go in the fridge. There's one back there for you. It's got your name on it. All right. Christmas story first. I'll make it real quick. Okay. When I was, I think, seven or eight. Uh, no, I'm sorry, eight or nine. I thought, yeah, I thought you um, I don't even remember how I got the idea, but I got the idea that I would threaten to poison Santa Claus in the attempt to get his sack of toys. Because he wanted more toys. Right. So we always left the plate of cookies out for Santa, in quotation marks. And we always wrote him a note. And in this particular case, I wrote in my very poor nine-year-old English, you know, saying, Dear Santa, the cookies you have just eaten are, are, have just eaten are poisoned. Leave your sack of toys and come back tomorrow, for, and I will give you the antidote. Greatest... A letter ever. Never thinking in my nine-year-old mind this was a foolproof plan because I wrote on the on the <laughs> what, on the envelope. Go wrong. Do not read. Do not read until you eat cookies. And I ah, left. It, I left it on top of a plate of cookies, thinking myself, "This is a foolproof plan." By the time he comes back within, you know, the next day, I'll have given away all the toys and kept the good ones for myself nice. and to, like everybody in the neighborhood. 
So, stupid me, not thinking anything, I go to bed. My parents apparently read it, obviously, because, you know, they were Santa, and they were laughing their ass off, apparently. They loved it. They were, they were crying. They were laughing so hard, as it turns out. But they decided to teach me a lesson, one, obviously, that makes for a great story, and I didn't soon forget. They actually wrote me a note back, and looking back, it was my mother's handwriting, saying, you know, dear, Emp, uh, in this case, uh, you know, you may not know this, but I am magical and cannot be poisoned. However, because you were a bad little boy and you're trying to kill me to take my toys, I've taken away all your presents. My parents actually hid all of my presents in their closet. They didn't put them out for Christmas. So I woke up to no presents and this note saying you were a bad boy. Maybe if you write a very nice apology letter, I will consider bringing your toys back the next night. I was devastated. Bald like a baby, crying my eyes out. I didn't get any presents. My brother and sister got a whole bunch. My parents, oh, we're so disappointed with you. I, oh, we can't believe you tried this. Oh, that's so terrible. I mean, this is the birth of a supervillain right here. the good name of Emperor's family's last the name. The birth <laughs> of a supervillain. So, yeah, that blew up. So I had, I, I had to write this really tearful, I mean, uh, one page I think, long. I, I, sir, I, I think you should have said, spoiler alert, there are a couple people in IRC that are dumbfounded that Santa Claus does not actually exist. Barry covered me. He said, no, Santa is, parent, is Emperor's parents. Yeah, Santa, Santa Claus is real. It's just my parents wow. are Mr. and Mrs. Claus. So, they, so now, is, is your dad Santa Claus and your mom is yes, Mrs. Claus? that's correct. Oh, okay, because I, I, by, by looking at that, I was, I was assuming that they were kind of tag-teaming it. Like it was a, you know, like your dad takes the West, Western Hemisphere, your mom takes the Eastern Hemisphere. No, as far as I know, it's just him. Okay. I mean, she doesn't really do anything. Gotcha. Uh, just like so, Mrs. Yeah, Claus. Yeah, so I had to write a letter and leave it on the table and then of course the next morning I got my toys and a letter saying now if you ever do this again I'll never bring your toys back and you're on my naughty list I mean you're on my my watch list for like the next 10 years or something like that they've still got it last I talked to them they still have the letters I, I would keep it as well um, so <laughs> yeah yeah that was kind of did they show it to Mystic Mim when you guys first got she together. saw it yeah oh, I, mean, I, I told this. the story because it's a hell of a story oh, but, um, and here's a picture when he was 6 months old in the bathtub oh isn't he cute here's where he's trying to conquer the world <laughs> Is where he tried to poison Santa. All right, so then I start. think I think sir, you were the prototype for Stewie Griffin. <laughs> I think you were. Yeah, Blast! <laughs> Bratz Emperor's parents are tag teaming Santa. What? That's quite a swing. <laughs> <laughs> what happens at the North Pole stays, stays at the, the North Pole. Pole. Yeah, here I thought we hit rock bottom at six twenty this afternoon, uh, uh, this evening. So I guess boy. not. All right, Halloween All right. story. This happened yeah. this past Halloween. Now this one I'm going to be quiet. I want to hear this. one. Yeah. All right. So here's how it starts. We have a development. Um, clearly, you're aware of this. Uh, we went out uh, trick-or-treating. This is about maybe 20 after 7. All right? Here, wow, am I really p- popping my peas on this thing or what? i got to adjust my pop shield here. All right. This is about 7.20 at night. Now, here, how, uh, trick-or-treat goes from 6 to 8 o'clock at, in the evening. <coughs> Around here, it starts getting dark, dark, about 7 o'clock, like pitch black. Now, my aunt's house, my parents' house, my house, uh, I live next to a great many of my relatives, actually. My parents, two different aunts and uncles uh, my grandmother's house all live in the same development. The development's about 1,500 houses, about eight or nine different streets. So, you know, we're all kind of around the same area. We happen to be over a couple streets over where my aunt's house, my used to be my grandmother's house. Huge house, biggest house in the whole development. And she was actually um, over at my mother's house, my parents' house, handing out candy. We were passing by on our way because we, we have a route that we take every year we go trick-or-treating. 
So the house was dark, meaning that the lights were off. When you turn your lights off, your porch lights off, that means that you're not handing out candy that year. All right, So people will know to avoid your house. Well, what ended up happening was about 7.20, um, I had stopped to tie my shoelace. <clears throat> Mystic Men was rearranging uh, my daughter's costume. I went as Mario. In fact, and folks, if you didn't see it earlier on the Emperor's Court, I'm starting to hear my voice go. This is another reason why I can't do another show. Um, if, you <clears throat> if you go to the Emperor's Court on Facebook, you can see the picture of me and Mystic Mim. She went as Princess Toadstool. I went as Mario. So we're adjusting our, our costumes, tying my shoes, and I hear this, like, splat, splat, splat. I'm like, what the hell is that? I look up. And the side of the house are these four kids, four boys in costumes, I would say about ages 11, 12, 13, okay? Now, we had made a pit stop at my aunt's house. Uh, we had keys to the house. We stopped in, went to the bathroom. We rearranged everything. Um, I grabbed a, a can of Pepsi, all right, because I was thirsty, and Mim had a Coke. So we leave, and I hear this, you know, whapping in the side of the house. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And Mim turns and says, I think someone's egging your aunt's house. I'm like, what? So I walk over there, and I see him, and, and there's four kids, and they're throwing. I remember one of them was wearing like a gorilla outfit, but didn't have his mask on. All right, so none of them were wearing masks. I could see them, you know, clearly who the hell they were. And they're just painting the side of my aunt's house with eggs. Then they run around to the front, and they start shelling the picture window in the front of it. There's like a, there's like a flagpole, and there's a tree. Kind of like a, not like, a, like a blossom tree, and then behind it is a big picture window. So I'm pelleting that with eggs. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I'm like, hey, what the hell are you guys doing? So they stop, they turn, and they look at me, and the one kid freezes, and then he throws an egg at me and whips it at me. And now I'm pissed. So they bolt, and they take off, um, headed down the street to the left towards the, um, the turnaround on Locust when they come around. So I start chasing them, and I'm screaming every obscenity before them, and unfortunately for them, I run faster than they do. So I'm starting to catch up. All right, and the one kid, I lean, I kind of, you know, reach and grab his bag of candy. He's like behind him. He's like swinging back and forth as he's running. So I grab it and rip it out of his hand. He stops, kind of looks, and then just keep, he just keeps bolting. And the one guy, the one kid is kind of throwing the eggs over his shoulder. I don't know if he's trying to get rid of them or if he's trying to hit me. At this point, I'm so pissed. I have this can of Pepsi in my hand, all right? And it, it didn't occur to me until later. Now, for those who don't know, I played baseball for most of my life, and I was a pitcher. And I was a damn good one. I'm about 20, 25 feet from this guy as I'm running. And allegedly what ends up happening, uh, supposedly, is I'm chasing these kids swearing, and, of course, they're, like, yelling. No one, there's people on the street, and I, I, either no one's paying attention or it's pitch black and they don't care. So, uh, allegedly, according to the stories, I whipped this can of Pepsi at a kid in front of me about 20, you know, 20 feet away and smack him dead on about six inches above his butt. Hit him hard enough that he kind of trips on himself because he's kind of caught, stumbles, does like a barrel roll, gets up and keeps on running. Well, these four kids kind of scatter and eventually get away. I'm, I'm out of breath about six houses down now. I'm livid. They've pelted my you know, parents' house or my aunt's house. I've lost my can of Pepsi because I couldn't find it in the dark. And even if I could, I mean, it's now shaken up. So I'm pissed. So I go back, and Mr. Grimm said, you, you know, you didn't have to chase them a whole way. I got half a bag of candy, which spilled out all across like three yards. I didn't even pick it up. I did grab the bag and dump the candy in, in my daughter's bag. And I just left it on the ground. I'm guessing other kids came by and grabbed it, all right? So, yeah, according to the story, I was running around, and I whipped this can of Pepsi at this kid and knocked him down, all right? Full can of Pepsi wasn't open. The next day, uh, the police come by. And, I mean, it's not like I'm not known in the neighborhood. I've been around, you know, forever. So they come up, and they're like, you know, we had a complaint that, you know, you were, you were chasing some kids, and you... Uh, you were able to tackle one of them, and you punched him in the back a couple times, 
and you ripped away their candy, and you were chasing them for some reason, etc. And we want to get your, your side of the story. So I told him, like, okay, this is what it, this is what happened. Mr. Kim was there, my daughter was there. Apparently there was other people in the street that did see it happen. So they go back and talk to the kid's parents. Well, one of the kids must have panicked because the police are now at his door talking to him. As it turns out, only one of the parents actually called the police with a complaint. Okay? They got all the kids together. The police did. I, I guess because they're smart enough to know if you get everybody together you know, and ask them a question and you split them up because that's what they did. They got them together, then they split the four of them up, and I guess their stories didn't match. So they grabbed one kid and they said, you know, this is what he's saying. You're saying he, you know, he tackled you guys and ripped your candy out and he beat the hell out of you. All right, this is like 12-year-old kids. Well, as it turns out, they had been egging houses. This is like the fifth house they'd hit. More importantly, they actually hit, there's a, um, one of the elderly neighbors has a seeing eye dog. The husband does. The wife is, uh, can see that the husband's blind now. And they're elder, like I'm so, talking like early 80s. He has a, 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 a uh, yellow lab, all right? Old thing, very nice, very sweet. We see him walking by all the time. And it was in the backyard. These kids were picking up chunks of dirt, like semi-frozen dirt, and whipping them at the dog. And the elderly couple had seen them and would yell at them and scare them off. Then they ran off. I don't, they must have got eggs from one of the kids' houses, then went on an egging spree, smacking all his houses. So then the kid spills all the beans. They were whipping you know, rocks at a seeing-eye dog of an elderly couple. Then they were pelting, and my aunt is elderly. Okay, She's getting up there in like upper 60s. So, and this is my grandmother's house, which I dearly love, which is what really pissed me off. Then they, stopped pelt, they started pelting like five or six houses with eggs. And the whole story started to come out, and then all the kids went, yeah, we were doing all this stuff, and yeah, he didn't actually tackle us or rip away his candy. He did chase us, and apparently the one kid didn't understand. He didn't know what hit him and knocked him down. He just remembers that it happened. He thought I'd run up and punched him. Now, it's good 20 feet behind him. That's, you know, so that's the story they came up with. They thought I hit him with a can of Pepsi. Wink! So eventually what ended up happening obviously there was no charges either way or at least from my standpoint because i was defending private property that happened to be i have a claim to the kids on the other hand were not so lucky um they have to pay restitution any kind of damage done to uh the paint especially my aunt's house and all the other ones they actually whacked the parents once they found out what was happening were not happy um these are pretty pretty nice people these aren't you know these kids, by and large, aren't really a problem. Kids, it might have been a, a, a boys, you know, being boys type thing. Dumbass kids doing dumbass stuff. All right, they just happen to have picked the wrong house because I happen to be standing there, and that's a house I really love. It's my aunt's, and I can throw. So they ended up apologizing to us. They apologized to my aunt. They apologized. To, they had to, the police came to an agreement that they would have to pay for any damages, like I said, any repair to windows or paint because eggs. I don't know, I guess they take off paint if they're left to dry. So they had to, they had to go the next day after school, clean it all up. This was on Sunday when it all happened. They had to go clean it all up. Um, they had to go and apologize to the elderly couple who, from what I understand, were still pissed, I guess, slammed the door on them. And their parents, when they came to apologize, because they were, they were throwing rocks at the dog, chunks of dirt, I guess. So there you go. That's the Halloween story. Wow, I don't think I have that good of a Halloween story at all. Nope. <clears throat> so there you have it. That is not Everybody thought, oh, tell me it involved Gladius. You gotta tell us you use your sword. I'm like, what? Yeah, I chased down some kids and, and you know stabbed them with my gladius. Them like a fish, yeah. yeah. So there's the Halloween story. I hope it wasn't that climatic, but yeah, that's uh when No, that happened. sounds like an amazing story. All right. Uh God, it's already nine fifteen. We have uh, all right, I want to get to the two biggest topics. All right, go right ahead. Yeah. yeah. 
We kinda, oh, we were really going over time. Oh, shit. It's three, three hours and 15 minutes. We talked about 20 minutes. And we're not even games. done with the quickening or the two topics or whatever. Oh, that's right. I just got the quickening. All right. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to save the cheating dilemma one because that's one that's not really, that's not really uh, date stamped or time data. Okay. You know, it's not really dated as opposed okay. to the, the current one. For those who do not know, in the state of California, a uh, politician, and I think we've, we've discussed this at least briefly, yes. has put forward a new law that he wants to put in place that would ban violent video games from anybody under the age of 18. Yes. It would prevent you from owning, buying, or playing any game under the age of 18. Now, there are some... Any violent game. Any violent game. There's yeah. some, there some, some, some specifics to this. Uh, let me see if I can pull up here. Uh, the Supreme Court case revolves around a California law passed in 2005. 2005 right. The law makes it illegal for anyone to sell a video game deemed as violent to a minor. Breaking it would result in a fine of $1,000 per violation. So that's the actual law. Right, but, and this is the thing, a lot of people immediately, including the gaming industry, immediately challenged this, saying, well, wait a minute, this is an abridgment of freedom of speech. This is considered art. Well, you shouldn't have that ability. Right. So it's been kind of uh, stuck in, in legal hell, and now it's finally moved its way up to the Supreme Court. Now, I'm looking for the thing specifically where it says exactly what the law, let's see if it's, if it's highlighted here. Like the specific terminology of the law? Because it, it seems yeah. to be pretty clear about the thing I just wrote in that, what that wrote. But I but, read. Yeah, here it is. So who's going to make... Okay, there, that's our principal oh, side. Okay. The violent video game law poses plenty of practical challenges. According to the law's working wording, and this is the important part, a violent video game would be defined as one, quote, in which the range of options available to a player includes killing, maiming, dismembering, or sexually assaulting an image of a human being in a manner that's patently offensive, appeals to a person's deviant or morbid interests, and lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. It seems awfully vague to me, in my opinion. It seems vague to me. Who's yeah. going to make that call? You know, and it's, this right. is, we're picking it up from uh, CIO.com, but it's everywhere. All right. Well, you know what? If we're going to say it was patently, you know, patently you know, offensive, I think taking a crucifix, putting it in a bottle of urine, and calling that art to be extremely offensive. There's no point to it. All right. It, really, who gets to make the call that it's you know, unoffensive or has no scientific value? Right, right. All right. Anyway, so this has finally moved its way up to the Supreme Court where they're actually starting to uh, take arguments. In fact, opening arguments were this past, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday. And I see, uh, go ahead and read this. My voice is starting to go here. All right, the opening arguments of Schwarzenegger versus EMA. If you, he's if still not, the, right, Yeah, he's still, yeah, for, for a little bit. Uh, but, yes, it's, it's, it's that Arnold Schwarzenegger. The, he is the governor of California currently. Versus the, I don't know, what does the EMA stand for? The... Electronic. I I don't remember. something. I, I don't know, know that's the law. But go ahead. Right. right. Sorry, but that, um, I mean that's that's I believe who they're fighting is right. the industry. The okay opening arguments of Schwarzenegger versus EMA were met with sharp questioning from the Supreme Court justices, showing both sides that they have a long road ahead of them. A court transcript from Scribd gives insight to the proceedings. While some justices were no, notably pithy when presenting with California's case, others seemed just as skeptical of the EMA. So the day is not won yet. It's important to note at this stage that while California Deputy Attorney General Zachary Morazan, Morazni, Morazini. Morazini and Paul Smith were making their actual arguments for their respective cases, statements by the justices may not reflect their final judgments or even their actual opinions. 
At this stage, it's the job of the justices to prod at the opening arguments and test for logical and legal fallacies. We may be able to extrapolate some information, though, about which way they are leaning, but we could still be surprised by any of them. Morazzini, representing California, was challenged over and over again on the vagaries and practical execution of the law, something we were just talking about. Justices Scalia and Ginsburg, well, you never hear those two in the same sentence. Never, <laughs> never. There, Scalia is incredibly conservative and Ginsburg is incredibly liberal. Pressed him on what separates games from other forms of media, while Alito pushed for a clearer term of what defines an average minor. Justice Breyer helped to clarify it by suggesting it be defined by any violence on the cusp of too violent for an 18-year-old, since that would include all age ranges below. Okay, again. That, That's still pretty vague. Yeah, it is. So, still all right, pretty vague. Justice Kagan, that was the one who just recently got... Suck my ass. Go ahead. Yeah, blow me. Presented questions regarding how one defined morbid violence while Morazzini answered with a combination of violent criteria and the Miller test, which I don't know what the Miller test is. I have no idea either. No, I didn't look that up. Uh, Nonetheless, see if you can find the Miller test. Go ahead. Justice Kennedy challenged that notion, stating that the Miller test... Oh, we go. The Miller test regards sexual activity, and this law would ask the court to start a new definition with no precedent behind it. Scalia agreed. Are we to sit, quote, are we to sit day by day to decide what else will be made an exception to the First Amendment? All right, know. so here's what, they, I mean, they're basically hammering this guy, saying the law that you have as written is very open-ended. Right. We, you really have to narrowly define, in the Supreme Court, and the law in the United States is, is very clear, you have to very narrowly define exactly what the law is supposed to be and who it affects. You can't have broad brushes. All right, that's when you start to get into trouble. That's called the slippery slope. When right. you start at one thing and then it leads to another, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? All right. All right. So here the reason go. why, I don't think we need to read any more about this. We know, uh, we know oh, okay. what, they, what they're saying, what their so only you, you argument is. So you didn't want to hear the other side of the issue because they, they ripped the EMA guy, too. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. That part, Paul, yes. Yeah. Paul Smith, on behalf, on behalf of the EMA, found his argument scrutinized just as hard. The court, led mostly by Justice Breyer, challenged Smith on precedent of law that restricted content to minors that wouldn't be offensive to adults. The court challenged him to state his position plainly whether exposing children to violent content should ever be restricted. He answers that he contends there is no violence except to the First Amendment, not even for minors. Exception. And he's right. There isn't. Right. The First Amendment of itself, again, is very specific when it comes to Freedom of speech, religion, race, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Uh, the various studies of child aggression were brought up at length, which Smith argued don't prove long-term behavioral problems. Raised on the strict scrutiny of the Miller test, Smith noted that if the bits related to sexual content are removed, the test is structured with no apparent meaning. Uh, challenged with other laws that draw a line between 18-year-olds and minors, like the death penalty or drinking, Smith countered that those are not related to free expression. Finally, Smith argued that the separate 18 and up rating from California would conflict with the ESRB's M rating of 17 and up. Okay. Currently in the United States, we have what's called the ESRB, which is a volunteer rating system by the gaming industry. Yes. And it basically tells parents and people buying games exactly what to expect from the game they're buying. It's, like, right? uh, it's like movie ratings. They have like a big logo, and you can tell just right. by looking at it. If it's, you know, there is no law in the books that says a person cannot go into, a, a minor can go into a rated R movie. That is a policy that's enforced right. by the uh, film companies. Exactly. No law in place. Right. Okay? Um, this scares me for a number of reasons. And we've discussed before that the way we view video games, and we're the majority now, uh-huh. let's be honest, it, it's mainstream. Right. When you have video games that are outselling entire movie franchises, movie industry as a whole, you, you can't ignore that. It's now part of the media. It's a form of art. Yes. And I think what's really come down to this argument is going to come out in the twofold. One, is video game art? 
that's the first thing they're going to have to try and uh, convince the judges on. All right. And that's that's unprecedented because no one's ever tried that. I it's just assumed right, either right. is or it isn't depending on which side of the the, the you know, argument you take. That's the first thing. The second thing you're going to have to convince the judges on is that this is going to make any kind of uh, it's going to make any kind of difference. That somehow allowing kids to play violent video games is a detriment. All right. Now you can or cannot. I've seen studies on both sides. Uh-huh. Look, I know that according to these rules, the Atari games I played as a kid would be banned. Contra would be banned sure. from Nintendo. Double Dragon, crap like every, that. Every first-person shooter would be banned. Yes. Because it involves a human being. Yes. All right? You're killing a human being. Yes. Now, this takes on added interest based on what happened this past Tuesday. And here's why. We disagree on the message that was sent. I do firmly believe that the middle Americans, independents, Republicans, the rest said, we're tired of government being in every aspect of our lives. The healthcare debate's coming to that, not just the cost, but the fact that the government gets to dictate that. People in this country, as a general rule, Americans don't like being told what to do. If the President of the United States came out tomorrow and said, I'm banning everybody from going to church, I guarantee every church and the following day in the country would be filled with people that don't even go to church and have no religion. They'd be there simply because they said you couldn't be. This is no different. People don't like the government telling them how to run their lives or telling them what to do by saying we're going to, I mean, just recently, San Francisco, and they're trying to get it for all of California. They've banned um, Happy Meals. They've outlawed Happy Meals. Hmm, when was this? Uh, actually, I believe it just went into effect this past week. Uh-huh. But they've been trying for months, and they want it to be California-wide. They're saying that because you offer toys and Happy Meals, therefore the kids want the Happy Meal for the toy, and that's what's making them fat. So they're banning Happy Meals, just like they've banned salt, just like they've banned trans fat. That's why, that's why they're banning all this different crap. You know, it's no different than Prohibition in the 20s. They wanted to ban alcohol. Why? Oh, because it makes people terrible. It's none of your goddamn business. Stay out of the way. I run my life and my family. If I don't want my kid playing a video game, a violent video game, they're not going to. As a kid, I was not allowed to watch rated R movies. Highlander, as I sit before you, hand to God, I did not watch any rated R movies till I was like 13. I feared my parents finding out, because that would be the death of me. I watched no rated R films. Hmm. Most of my friends were in the same boat. We weren't allowed to. There were TV shows I couldn't watch as a kid. I wasn't allowed to watch Married with Children. I was able to watch you know, some of these other ones that have a, a great adult content until much later, until you know, I was like 13, 14 years old. Uh-huh. All right? This is no different. It is the parents' responsibility to be aware of what their kids paying. Look, a kid can go to a store tomorrow and buy Saw 4 or go and buy a rated R film. No one thinks twice about that. No one stops them from buying a rated R film, which is much more realistic and graphic than a video game. Sure. The message sent on Tuesday, in part, was that they don't want the government having any aspect in their lives more than they absolutely have to. This, to me, is extremely intrusive because it doesn't define exactly what it is they're trying to ban, and it doesn't say who gets to decide. That's the thing that really bothers me. It's just vague, saying, you know, it will be decided. By who? Under, you know, what kind of scrutiny? Under what kind of, of um, uh, uh, requirements? That's what I have a problem with. Now, you'll remember we had a, the Dante's Inferno discussion right before the Super Bowl. Remember the commercial that was too violent for video games because at the bottom, it, at the end it said, you know, welcome to hell or something like it, that. It, I think it says go to hell. Go to hell. And they had to change that because the parents were, you know, afraid that was offensive. <clears throat> All right? 
because that was taking place during a the Super Bowl, which is a family event. All okay. right, and I said at the time, you know, that's fine. They, they should take that away. All right, and get rid of that. That's not saying that you know they shouldn't necessarily play the game. I'm just saying that that's kind of ambushing parents because they didn't know it was coming. This is different. You know, I tell you what what this what it does is this provide this prevents people from actually buying something at a store. All right, if you try to buy, uh, it's like. I don't even know. It's like buying alcohol. Uh-huh. If I'm 14 and walk into a store and buy alcohol, I can get busted. All right? This is no different. It's exactly the same law, uh-huh. essentially. What's to stop, it for, stop me from using, like, Gamefly? GameTap? I mean, most kids aren't going to have a credit card. They can sign up for Gamefly. For those who don't know, it's like a mail-order system like Netflix, where you, you know, sign up for, like, $8 a month. They send you one video game through the mail. When you're done, you send it back, and they send you the next one on your list. If the idea behind the law is to prevent kids from playing violent video games or sexually explicit video games, doesn't that kind of circumvent the law? If I can just use my parents' credit card because, I mean, my parents have to sign up for it. I can't as a kid. Right. I just order the game. Now I can play it. They got around it. This doesn't address that, but I guarantee it will. I, I This, to me, is just another example of the government, and this is in recent years, trying to regulate what we can and cannot do for, for the betterment of ourselves. I don't like the government t- saying, this is what you should do. This is, this is good for you. Trust us. We're doing this in your best interests. What do you think? To a degree, I, I, I agree with you. There are some things you said that I don't agree, but we're not going to get into all that. But I, I, I don't like, yeah, like, like we were talking about, this particular law is very vague as to you know, how to apply it. And I agree as well that I don't really know how you would enforce it other than monitoring every place that has the capability of selling video games. Are you going to have video game cops that stand around and, and make sure that you don't sell mine? I mean, are there going to be sting operations now where you know, cops are going to you know, look into the video camera files and to see if anyone's been selling underage? Are they going to bust? You call this says it? it, it's going to find the... Stores that actually sell the games to the kids, right? Thousands of dollars. Is there any kind of bucks in effects, right, yeah. Is it any kind of smack against the kid for buying it or the parents? Can they be prosecuted? Is it a felony or is it a misdemeanor? Is from what it looks like, no. It looks like it's only against the stores. Like so, I, now I haven't seen the full bill. I just went by that particular what they've got, right? What they've got on that particular article. But that's what they're going to argue is those fine points. They're not going to care exactly who's getting slapped with the the penalty, right? It's the penalty right. itself. Right. But I, I'm not keen on – I mean, I, I don't know how you – really, I don't know how you would enforce it other than spending an awful lot of money to set up operations where you're, you're tracking down if, if someone is selling video games to minors anyway. And from, from what I understand, don't, don't stores already police themselves when it comes to selling – Video That's games what to the minors? ESRB is for, but there's no law in the books that says they right, can't. There's no, there's no just, law, but as, right. as far as I'm aware, every, every game store does it voluntarily on their own. Right. It's to avoid things like this. Right. They're trying right. to avoid sticking their eye in the, in the, eye of the or sticking their thumb in right. the eye of the government. So I, I guess I, I don't understand the point of the law when companies are already voluntarily adhering to the very thing that the law is telling them that they shouldn't do in the first place. It seems like the law is rather redundant. I tell you what, I, I am interested, and I don't know. I mean, we we don't have time to look at the whole. Well, no, we don't. I'm I'm more interested to know 
who was the person who actually put this forward? I remember hearing the name. The law? Yes, but now I don't remember. I, I'd be interested to see if he's a Republican or a Democrat, just for personal interest. But after everything that's just happened in the past week, again, you don't have to necessarily agree with me on the results. I would think that people would kind of try to avoid being in the spotlight of trying to tell people what they should be doing. I, again, for personal interest, I'd be interested to see if what... Uh, well, they, they say what the name of the law was if you go down a little bit. AB 1179. Passed by California's Congress in 2005, but it doesn't say... Right. Well, what you'd have to do is look up AB 1179 and see who who was who wrote it, who were the co-sponsors. All right. Now, left, do me a favor, if you can. Um, track down real quick, if you can, as to who was the one who originally put this up for passage. And some people are saying, you know, I, I've heard the... What the hell is that? Uh, big, long... Oh, it's your oh that's, okay, okay, that's not what I... It, some people are saying, well, don't worry about it. It's only California. Who the hell cares? Okay, I give up. I would just type F it in. that. What is it again? AB1179. But I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be it's on Wikipedia. It's not federal. It's just state. There it is. Electronic Merchants Association. Okay. Created by California State Senator Leland Yee. All right, you bitch. Who Leland are you? Yee. Incumbent. Um, member of the California State Assembly from the 12th District. Member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. No kidding. San no, Francisco. Democrat. There we go. Born in Guangdong, China. He's not even American. He is a Democrat. Of course he is. I'll be honest. I thought it was a Republican. I really thought it was a Republican as well. But it's, it's a very Republican thing. Only because they want to ban stuff. The Democrats are the ones that like to run people's lives. They're the ones that are like banning the, the salt and the trans fat and the, the Happy Meals and all that shit. Okay. Here's why this is important. Granted, it is a state law. However, if it passes in California, it makes it that much easier, worlds easier to get it passed in other states and then federally. Just like recently in this past election, they had Proposition 19 in California, which was to legalize marijuana. Federally, it's still illegal. In the state of California, state law does not trump federal law. No, it doesn't. All right, Obama can say that he's just not going to enforce it, and that's fine. But it may come a time, had this passed, that the next president can say, yes, I am going to enforce it. Go get all the potheads. Well, they, right? they, they do that now to a degree. He's I've pretty seen, much backed them off, though. I've, I've seen instances where like, legitimate businesses, according to California law, have been raided and right. all their records taken so they could find who are the people that are taking the marijuana so that they can yes. then... Uh, arrest them for possession. Xander points out it sets legal precedent. Yes, yes it, sets it does. Legal precedent. And that's yeah. the problem. Once the precedent is set, then it makes it overly zealous a-holes to go ahead and try and press it everywhere else. Then it starts becoming in more states, and then it becomes federal, and then it's an issue. Then it's a big one. But I think those are the two debates really they're going to have is define it as art, and, and you know, and they may come back and say, they may kick it back and say, you can have the law if you can nearly define exactly what it is that's offensive. Which is impossible. I mean, it's, it's literally a case-by-case basis. You're going to have to have yes, some so sort much. of you're going to have to have some sort of council or some sort of group whose job it is is to review a video game to make the determination if it's too violent. It's like the censor boards fine. on TV. It's a censorship board. Yeah. What can be censored, what can't. Exactly. And, I mean, that's, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're going to have to rely on the individual personalities of you know however many people you have on this council, however many people there are, you know what the voting procedures are. I, th- I think it just makes it much more complicated to to try and enforce. I mean, especially like I said, 
companies are already doing it voluntarily. So I, I don't see the purpose of the law whatsoever. It just seems like it's redundant. I think it's somebody who just wants to make a name for themselves. It's like a Jack Thompson thing. I, I, I think, and you know what? Anytime a politician does anything like this, you know, maybe my first thought should be, is it an altruistic mo- you know, move? I don't anywhere anymore. I, I think it's, where's the camera? How do I get my name out there? How do I you know, make a name for myself in, you know? Okay, Zarek, that seems kind of, okay, apparently a lot of people agree with that comment. Okay. Uh, Australia is we, a crapple. Do we want to move on to the second thing you yeah. wanted to bring up? Well, the second thing was the uh, moral dilemma of cheating. I, okay. I think we're kind of right. It's 936. Already, Holy so, smokes. Yeah, we're kind of. Let's hit some of the smaller articles real quick. So, so much for not. I don't want to do a four-hour show. Well, too late. It looks like we're doing a four-hour right, show. PlayStation 3 closing. We did that one. Video games lead to workplace success. I like mm, this one. This one from au.lbtimes.com. The scope of video games has changed from pure entertainment to children's learning tools and medical textbooks. Now they can be used to train employees on the job. I saw that episode of The Office where everybody was playing, uh, what was it, Medal of Honor or uh-huh. Call of Duty or something right, like that? Right, right. A University of Colorado Denver Business School study says organizations which use video games to train employees end up with smarter, more motivated workers who learn more and forget less. Those who have been trained on video games retain information longer than those who do not, according to the study. What we saw was employees who played video games during a training course after the course had ended had remembered and retained the information longer. Probably because it was entertaining. Yes. And all of it's video games necessarily, I think it's entertainment. Anytime you, you try to you know present information in an entertaining and way. I'm, I'm I'm looking at their numbers. I don't those numbers don't impress me. Those that's like that's not vast improvement to me, that's a mild swelling. Over a year's worth of work, Sitzman uh, did a meta meta analysis of 65 studies and took data from 6,400 trainees who had either used or had not played video games as a training tool. What she saw was those who play video games had an 11% higher factual knowledge, a 14% higher level, uh, higher skill-based knowledge, and a 9% higher attention rate than trainees in comparison groups. That doesn't impress me at all. No. About, about roughly 10% of your workforce improved because they played video games? Yeah. And I mean, uh, bear in mind, we're probably not talking about you know, what we think of as video games is probably some sort of training tool where it's in a video game fashion and you're... Oregon Trail. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't... Th- I, I, those numbers don't impress me. All right, Not last one all. tonight. Five reasons Bowser is the most successful video game And then character? we'll do the quickening. I would agree he's not because he seems to lose every time. That's just me. But whatever. The Mario cast changes less than the law of gravity. They're the most popular video game characters of all time and remain the reason 99% of all defeated video game enemies have footprints instead of haircuts. In Mario, Nintendo has that sort of brand identity Steve Jobs could only dream of because you sure as hell wouldn't buy iGolf. Yeah. As a consequence, Bowser and Mario have been going at it for 25 years, longer than most real wars last. Figuring it was probably time and someone honored their eternal antagonism by checking the scoreboard, we dug in for the long, pedantic process of picking a winner in a fictional contest. What we got instead was the story of the most depressingly one-sided rivalry in the history of not just video games, but possibly the world, which is what I just told you without even having read the article. Number five, job satisfaction. Now, the plot of Super Mario Brothers is essentially the tale of one long real estate struggle, as Bowser attempts to take over the Mushroom Kingdom and Mario shows up way too late to prevent him from doing so. Despite forming the kingdom's entire defense force, Mario <laughs> rarely hears about an invasion until after Bowser has had enough time to build a series of castles. Archaeologists have responded to invasions faster. At a certain point, Mario has to feel less like a hero than a rascal scooter, 
prolonging the lives of thousands of terminally mushy creatures who have been no match for evolution if left to their own. That's screenshots Mario Three, baby. That's like uh, yes, that's Mario level 3. five, I think. Yeah, world five. Woo! I know my stuff. <laughs> I'm the man. Still, the fact is that he loses all the time. Well, we don't have to read me. What's number four? Number four, personal life. Mario's the most recognizably family-friendly hero this side of Mickey Mouse. Yet he's fighting to defend his home against a villain who is better at, at that as well. Well, he doesn't live in the Mushroom Kingdom. I thought he was from New York. But it was yeah, a, he's from Brooklyn. A plumber from Brooklyn. Yeah, whatever. Bowser has a bigger family than Catholic sumo wrestlers. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. While the most famous hero in gaming is a 40-something bachelor, presumably <laughs> still living knee-deep in mushroom pizza boxes, since we don't know, he doesn't own more than one set of clothes. There are college students more mature than him. At least they don't have to gather coins on the way to meet their girlfriends. Eh, but he still kicks Bowser's ass all the time, so what are you going to do? Number three, learning from mistakes. You can't blame Mario for having less natural talent than Bowser. He's just a tiny plumber in a magical world where both flora and fauna are deadly to the touch. Bowser, on the other hand, is made of spikes and flame in a world where those are the most unavoidable causes of death. He's also apparently the master of industrial-level technology, while Mario relies on druid-level flowers and mushrooms for weaponry. And he still manages to kick his ass every time anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I saying that out loud? I, I don't. All right, let's see what the last two are here. Uh, total immunity. Bowser gets to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, in the full knowledge that everyone will put up with it. He ruins Mario's life almost yearly, and Mario doesn't seem to care. Repeated home invasions and sexual assaults, I don't remember that part of Mario, uh, normally leads to restraining orders, not golf invitations. And number one, a fate worse than death. If a sports analyst wants to use math to say Team A is much better than Team B, he'll often say, if they play ten times on a neutral field, Team A would win nine times out of ten. If Team A is the Miami Heat... And everyone else on Team B is in a wheelchair. He might say they'd win 999 times out of 1,000. But we don't have to use hypothetical scenarios for the matchup between Bowser and Mario. They've played on a neutral field billions of times. And whether you choose to believe that there's a prestige-style Mario cloning machine just off-screen at the beginning of each game or use quantum physics notion of multiple universes, the fact is that Mario has set it on a quest to defeat Bowser millions of times and his winning percentage has to be somewhere well below .001%. Well, if you think about it, because he dies constantly. Bowser dies once. Mario dies multiple times. So you get through the game. Yeah, okay. Whatever. I think that's where they were going with that. So. Yeah, I mean, whatever. That's true of, what, every single game in the history of the gaming universe? You know, but whatever. Uh, oh, we're not going to read all that. Screw that, man. Anyway, so there you go. All right. Now, last but not least... Are we going to read that first? No, I'm going to bookmark this for next week. Oh, okay. Next, we might use this as a uh, oh, video game over the week. Oh, that, that's a different one. Yes. So we'll save that. Uh, we are getting... God, we're running late. And nobody in IRC has left. You pastors have been here for going on four hours. Amazing. That is outstanding. I think we also have the record for longest show on VTW. Probably. <laughs> well, I actually... You know what? I think they might have And you know what's crazy? We still did not get to everything that we were no, going to talk about. we didn't. Let that be a lesson to you other shows. All right. Step it up. Quickening. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Greetings, Highlander. You call? have the manners of a goat. That's exactly why we went four hours. Damn, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, Emp just brought up the fact off the air that it's here in America, it's daylight savings time, so technically we haven't gone four hours. We just covered that extra hour that magically disappears. So. There you go. Yeah, it all makes sense. All right. All right, there we go. The quickening. 
If you'd like to turn in a question for the quickening, please do so at Highlander1G at gmail.com. I will answer, no matter how crazy. Well, if they're really, really bad, I might not. But nine times out of ten, I will answer your question. Quickening. Question. Did God invent dinosaur fossils as a conspiracy to bring the unbelievers out of hiding? The answer is yes. Yes, he did. God invented dinosaur fossils to bring out of hiding the unbelievers of dinosaurs. They're also the same people who think their toaster talks to them in their sleep, and they enjoy square dancing at the bowling alley. You know, Christians. Ha! Question. <laughs> question. Did Kentucky oh, join the Confederate you know States of America? We've already now, answered look, this. Yes. It's so full look, of shit. Here we look, go again. We're not going to get into all that, all right? We're not, we're not going to get into how the state and the vast majority of its citizens rejected secession to the Confederacy. Or how they joined the army, had multiple brigades, regiments, and whole divisions... We're not, gonna get, we're not gonna get into how a bunch of ignorant, liquored up rednecks decided on their own and with no authority from the state government whatsoever to declare themselves as the actual government of Kentucky. And we're not gonna get into how the Confederate government of Kentucky was only in Kentucky for less than a year before being bounced out of the state and accomplished absolutely nothing. No, as I said before, we are not gonna go there. Besides Emp was wrong and I was right. Question So full of shit. <laughs> Is Highlander's harem a real place? Of course it is. Where do you think all the women of VTW go when they're not on the air? Hi, Casually Hardcore. Hope you're listening. <laughs> Speaking of which, who's, who's the girl that models all the VTW clothes? I believe that's Octail's girlfriend. Is it really? I, I honestly don't know. Damn it. Why? She's kind of hot. That's why. Oh, okay. Uh, I have no clue. I guess she can hang out with Oct- Octail, but wouldn't she rather be in love? <laughs> <coughs> There we go. All right. All right. What did I just get? To? Okay. Here we go. Oh, that's a good one. Question: If a black guy has a big dick and eats fried chicken, I will. I will say that again so you can hear it. If a black guy has a big dick and eats fried chicken, and a white guy has a small dick and can't drive, what about red, blue, and yellow? Now, first off, where do you get the idea that white people can't drive? I mean, they can drive with a basketball just as well as everyone else. White people can't jump. Anyway, red people love getting drunk off of fire water and giving their land away to white people. And yellow people love doing math and building railroads for white people. But blue people, well, blue people live in mushroom houses and apparently like to gangbang because everything I've seen tells me there's only about two females for every 100 males. And if you're scratching your head at that, then you don't know your 80s cartoons. But we'll be in a movie next year in theaters. It looks, looks so horrible. Yes, it does. I will not be going to that. Question, do you like bears? I stand with my mentor, the Reverend Sir Dr. Stephen T. Colbert, DFA, in the assessment of bears. According to him, bears are soulless, godless, rampaging, killing machines. They are on the list of things that will kill you. They are Satan's minions and the true symbol of evil. Bears, like purple donkeys, enjoy running around the woods molesting and raping innocent people and squids. For years now, ravenous bears have had free reign to use our woods as their personal latrine, protected by their endangered status. Now the government is wisely considering ending the grizzly special treatment in order to protect our honey jars and picnic baskets. Bears' strong vitality and resilience makes them one of nature's nearly unkillable animals. A bear has never been downed by any less than five gunshots, and combinations of high explosives, assault weapons, and trebuchets have been known only to piss the bear off. Some children laugh their head off when they meet bears like Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh will not make you laugh your head off. He'll tear your head off because he is a bear. Bears have also recently created a genetic alliance with their natural allies, the sharks, to create the single greatest threat to humanity, the bear shark, of which I cannot speak of anymore for fear of crapping my own pants. 
Fear the bears, my friend. Fear the bears. Question. Can atheists claim insurance for acts of God? <laughs> no, they cannot. You can't, you can't claim insurance for some, something that doesn't actually exist. Otherwise, you'd be writing off your roofing expenses because Santa Claus and his reindeer messed them up. Or writing off your lawn care bill because a drunk leprechaun pissed and shit in your yard. Although that could have just been your average Irishman. Acts of purely random chance that suck for you, though, totally claimable. <laughs> Question, why is Easter not a paid holiday? It, as well as its religious kin, a.k.a. Christmas, both contain fictional characters. Of course they do. Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, Jesus, all fictional. Easter, however, moves around too much from day to day to make it a federal holiday. It's tough to plan your schedule around it. As far as Christmas, while it is a Christian holiday, let's not forget that humanity has been celebrating something in late December for centuries and centuries prior to Christianity. The Romans, for example, had a festival called Saturnalia, which took place between December 17th through the 25th. On the final day, the 25th, the Romans would kill a person selected to represent evil and by doing so, destroying the forces of darkness. The date December 25th was considered the birthday of the Persian god Mithras, who the Romans assimilated into their culture and the Christians used to convert pagans. And it was also long ago the date of the winter solstice, before the new Gregorian calendar, which was nearly universally celebrated around the world. So we've been celebrating Christmas at the same time of year for a very, very long time. Question, I heard Mommy tell Daddy that tonight she will let him on the Hershey Highway. What is the Hershey Highway? Where is it, and how do I get to go on it? Where's the Hershey Highway? That is a sick question, sir. You should be ashamed of yourself for asking such a vile and disgusting question. How do you not know that the Hershey Highway is Route 322 in Dolphin County, Pennsylvania? You sick, twisted bastard. It's people like you that give this segment a bad name. <laughs> I bet people like you even enjoy taking up the ass all the time, don't you? <laughs> How someone doesn't know the Hershey Highway is in Pennsylvania, just, just beyond me. Unbelievable. Whew. Last question of the quickening. Question, is it just me going crazy or can you smell it too? What in the eight hells is that? That's your mind, sir. I'm so amazing. I just blew it up. If you have a question that you'd like to send into the quickening, please do so at Highlander1G at gmail.com. If you have complaints revolving racism, the fact that he hates religion or people, or <laughs> I don't even know what else. Highlander1G at gmail. Don't send it to me. You insulted so many people, I forgot how many there were. I think IRC crapped themselves. Yeah, they did. <laughs> There's the bear shark. Yeah, I was, I, the bear shark. Yeah, yes. I remember seeing this. You need to be careful. No, well, that's, no, that's, that's not the same. That's one. one bear shark. The other bear shark is the one where it's got the body of a bear and they stuck on the tail and head of the shark. If you go to uh, Stephen Colbert's uh, wiki, you can you can read about the bear shark. Anyhow, <laughs> I think we can uh, go to the post game now. I think. Yeah, it is. Wow, we we actually honestly did a four, four hour, hour show. show. Yeah, Amazing. Amazing. All right, Highlander, what we learned today? <laughs> we, learned, we learned that we actually could do a four-hour show if we wanted to, although it is very draining on it. Uh, we could, I learned we could do it a lot more in four hours if we had to. Yeah, we, mean, could, we could probably do five hours. I learned that you got royally screwed on OhioCon. Yeah, I learned that uh, I don't have as many friends on OhioCon staff as I thought I did, which is a shame. But what do you do? Uh, I learned that California is still trying to ban violent video games. I learned that uh, the PlayStation 3 is on the cusp of overtaking the Xbox 360 in terms of total sales. But you know, that's not really surprising, basically. Not really, no. Um, I learned that some kids got in trouble for pelting my aunt's house with eggs and me smacking with a Pepsi can. I learned how to subway surf. Oh, that's right. Never going to try it. I will never do that. I'm crazy, not stupid. Uh, You all learned that I tried to poison Santa. 
Again. Again. Uh, well, that's well, yeah, not, well, not in terms of trying to poison him again, right. in terms of hearing the same story twice. What are the things that we run? I learned we have three new forums on DTWProductions.com for three new shows. This is true. Soon. This is true. I would definitely tune in tomorrow uh, for tomorrow's shows on obviously being Sunday. Don't forget, folks, here in America, we'll move back one hour at 2 a.m. tonight. Yes. I would probably so, just go ahead and do it now. Yeah, adjust your, your, your clocks uh, accordingly. So if you show up at like 3 o'clock to hear the show, you're pissed because you're an hour late. You, know. you have no one to blame for yourself. Uh, I learned that Mario versus Bowser is the most epic of the uh, confrontation. What do you want to call it? I learned Superman 64 is a complete utter failure as a game. One of the, I, I mean, it's impossible to say which game is the worst of all time, but Superman 64 definitely, e. pretty definitely makes the list. E.T. E. is another one. E.T. is another one, yeah. Okay. Um... I want to get my things out of the way. Uh, thank you to the left, our IRC bitch and show contributor for hunting down a lot of the articles and doing a great job on IRC, as always. Thank you. We appreciate it. It's not exactly the best of times for him, being that he's in Australia and we're here in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, so we appreciate all the work he does. Uh, thanks to Nomewise, who is usually Johnny on the spot putting up our podcast when I get around to actually editing them down. We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you, the listener, for tuning in. If you didn't tune in, we would not be doing this at all. Right. Well, I thank Mr. Men for running interference with a little one for me so I can do my show every week. Probably, um, um, we should probably mention our sponsors. Uh, yes. Thank you to our sponsor, Typefrag Control Servers. I highly suggest you get them if you have a clan or guild or use any kind of voice communication for gaming or just want to talk online. Clan Imperial Guard, my clan, has used them for years and loved them. Go Guard. ClanWinsU.net. Exactly. And also Audible Books. If you're one of those people that likes listening to audiobooks rather than reading them, as I do sometimes, especially if you're driving around long distances and you need something to listen to for a while, uh, highly recommendable. Uh, Audible Books. You can get uh, download them for a very cheap price, burn them to CDs, do whatever you want. All right. I think that pretty much wraps thank yous, unless I'm missing somebody. I don't think so. Uh, hang on, someone to correct me off air. Uh-oh. Uh, someone what? wants to uh, read out what Mim sent you in a text. M1 the U.S. contest to go to E1. All right, now, what are you supposed to be correcting me off air? Uh-oh. Someone wants a new name. <laughs> oh, he wakes up at 9 o'clock in the morning. All right, I thought oh, he'd be okay. early, well, that's, early. That's fine enough. Uh, I learned that if you throw an egg at M, he throws a Pepsi at you. <laughs> that's true, yeah. It should be a rule of the Emperor's Court. Did I enunciate somebody's name the wrong way? An Emperor's Court, egg throws you. We didn't learn how you got a 30-inch monitor. Oh. You have a 30-inch monitor? Yeah, you didn't notice? No. no. Where? Where is it? Really? It's actually the one we've been using Are the you whole serious? night. Yes. 30 inches? Yeah. Wow. I, I got to tell you, I've, I've seen prices for a monitor that big. You, you had to have paid two arms and two legs for that. I didn't pay a dime for that. Nothing? I guarantee you'll never find a black one with a bigger monitor than I've got. Were, were they giving them away? What no. Did you, what was the story? It's funny you mention that. Actually, uh, this past June, um, not this June, but in June 2009, uh-huh. uh, Blizzard had a contest. The, they did? Uh, yes, the World of Warcraft Arena Shotcast Competition 2009, which I actually happened to win. Are you serious? And they sent me this $1,500 30-inch Dell Ultra Sharp monitor free. Incredible. With beta keys. With beta For keys? For StarCraft 2, absolutely. That's like, that's like Christmas every day. Uh, Barry wants to stretch the story six minutes so we can hit four hours officially. Emp <laughs> 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 doesn't play rock, scissors, paper. He plays Pepsi, egg, candy. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Calgary says, I learned that San Francisco hates the Happy Meal. That's true. Love this meme. <laughs> <laughs> and so it begins. Uh, Christmas minus the poison cookies. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's been one hell of an evening. 
a fantastic show and a yes. fantastic outpouring at IRC this evening again. I, I, I can't guarantee we're going to go four hours every night. But, I can uh, guarantee I appreciate, we will not. I appreciate all you guys for sticking around during uh, overtime. I, I guarantee we'll not do four hours every I can't do it. It's just... Damn. It is awfully, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're going to do that, we might as well start planning ahead of time to do four-hour shows. Exactly. So. You remember what I, I told you the one time that we should really do? I mean, if we have do the time. Do two two-hour shows? No, no. Do um, pull, pull an all-nighter. See, Oh, a marathon? Like a marathon. Like we start at the normal time and we go through till the sun breaks here on the Eastern. Okay. I tell you what we could do if we were to, now, if we were to do that ahead of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, to- we'd have to get permission and all that. I understand that. Well, for one thing, we would need to bring in guests because we're not going to be able to talk for oh, 24 sure. hours. Yeah. On top of that, I think we have to wait till we get to the new house so we can actually be you know, segregated in the basement right. to ourselves. So I have a full basement in this new house we're getting. So I plan on you know, putting up a, a chunk of that as my new quote studio where we're not bugging anybody. So, well done. <laughs> None less willing. Right All right. None less up for it. All right, well, I guess the three of us could try wow. it. Okay. Something to consider. I mean, that would probably blow your whole Sunday, dude, because it's, you know... No, actually, it would blow your Monday, wouldn't it? It's, it's Monday over there, well, isn't it? You know what? So oh, no, it's, sa- it's Sunday. I would say I'm we'd sorry. probably start Saturday and go Sunday. till Sunday. Oh, well, yeah, for him, it Yeah, for suck. him, it's, yeah. So, I mean, you'd be wasting your whole Sunday. Uh, all right, folks. We got to get out of here. We got three minutes left, and we're running out of post-game music. <laughs> That's three in a row now. Wow, that is a lot. Um, uh, Just lose the pre-show? Yeah, I thought about that too, but the problem is, well, you know, with GoHex in front of us now, we really don't need a pre-show because the no. But I, I remember you saying before strikes. that that people like hearing music before any show, just, to, just so they know that, that something's that's coming, coming up. up, right? And that and well, it's a little different for our show, mainly because we do the whole punishment music thing, right? This show's a lot more interactive with its listeners than any other. I think that's I think the punishment music's else. really fun. Yeah, yeah, so we could do that. I suppose we what we could do is we, we could lower, knock it down to a half hour. Yeah. Wow, my. Am I really eating the microphone? Because I'm looking at the, the volume levels just booming off the map, and this is well, kind of weird. Well, you just did it right now. Right, so. Just blew everyone's eardrums at their office, but they're probably listening. Uh, well, they can always turn it down on their end. All right, folks. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, Internet. So long. Oh, shit. What did we forget? I forgot. Join us on Facebook, oh. The Emperor's Court, as well as... And you can follow us on Twitter. It's Emperor's Court. That's all one word. Follow we, us. We tweet... Quite a bit these we days. We do, we do. So we got an action into the habit of it. All right. All right. Let's try it again. Ready? Okay. <clears throat> Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, Internet. So long, everybody.